This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all sports radio station, 105.5 FM, WNSP, and on the Sound of Mobile app. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Hine, Lee Shervanian, and Michael Brauner. The opening kickoff. Here are Mark, Lee, and Michael. Ah, uh, yes, another day of the Chavis Senior Bowl coverage continues. Welcome into a Tuesday edition of the opening kickoff. Mark, I'm and Lee Shervanian. We're at the Mobile Convention Center where our recent Senior Bowl coverage continues for yet another day. We're here till 9 a.m. Uh, we'll take your calls throughout the course of our show. Uh, it's 694-1055. And, of course, we always encourage you to get us in the app at WNSP.com. Day two, Lee Sheranian. Yesterday was the great eight. Um, am I over under today to have senior bowl players? I'm probably going to go with under, under eight. Um, it's just the way it usually is after Monday. Monday's kind of a free day in the morning. So uh, we're hoping we'll get some senior bowl players. I know they have a press conference at 8 o'clock, which is going to be right in the uh, meeting room right in front of us. But, of course, we won't be uh, privy to that. But today... If you'd like to go out and see some of these great players, the National uh, All-Stars will be out at 930 at the Hancock-Whitney Stadium. That means you get to see uh, Bo Nix, uh, Michael Penix. Too bad they weren't on the separate teams like, you know, Colorado, you know, when they played Washington and Oregon. But anyway, and then if you want to go out and see the American team, which is mostly uh, SEC players, the Alabama-Auburn players, uh, the quarterback you'll see includes Spencer Rattler from South Carolina, Joe Milton of Tennessee, also Michael Pratt, who joined us yesterday uh, from Tulane, and our own uh, Carter Bradley. So that's the way it's set up for every day this week for practice, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. National goes at 9.30. The American goes at noontime. All right, uh, we'll bounce around. Headlines, uh, Ronnie Cottrell made it official yesterday, Mark. He's been talking to me during the year, uh, and and maybe I was hoping maybe he you know would change his mind. But this thought has been in his mind almost the entire season that this was going to be his last year at Mobile Christian, and it is because he has officially resigned. He's going to stay on through the school year. Uh, he may be even part of the coaching search, although I'm sure they'll promote within with the success they have had this year. But Ronnie has told me in the past that he'd really like to get back into college coaching. Based on my conversation yesterday with him, so far no openings. It's not like, well, I'm leaving because I'm going here. No, there's no such position yet, but he's going to inquire. And he says he'd really like to do something along the college lines. Yeah, you know, I think part of me, obviously, we have a, a really good relationship with Ronnie and, and the folks over at Mobile Christian. I, th I guess part of me kind of hoped that maybe he – would have gone to search for that job and had nothing been available or nothing that he liked, he would have just stayed at Mobile Christian. It appeared the cupboard was still pretty full. He's coming off an unbelievable year, a year in which he said it was his best team ever. Uh, so um, I was I was a little surprised to see the news. Uh, we hoped uh, we hope we wish him the very best. We may catch up with him today, depending on how things roll around here. But uh, uh, kudos to Ronnie Cottrell. It's it's been a fun ride over at Mobile Christian for sure. Yeah, and, and he does go out on top. So let's give him that. Uh, 
had a really good record at Mobile Christian. He's been coaching high school football for many, many years. And even before he came back here, Chickasaw, Alma Bryant, you know, he had a lot of success down in the Tallahassee area. Of course, so we, we remember Ronnie back when he was coaching Florida State for Bobby Bowden and on the Alabama staff uh, as recruiting coordinator. Uh, Auburn got some news up there. They've got a co-defensive coordinator and a guy that's uh, been around the block, D.J. Durgan. He's been a head coach at Maryland. Uh, he's lately been at Texas A&M, lately been at Ole Miss, so he certainly has SEC ties. Yeah. So here again we go, co-defensive coordinator. I don't know how that works out in the uh, planning stages, in the meeting room, who does what, who calls this, although I think, Mark, it's more, and I may be off on this, but I think the title is just to get them more money. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like Michael Bronner, Alabama fan extraordinaire, would have a better reaction or more insightful reaction. How do you feel as an Alabama fan, Michael, of uh, with uh, with Auburn naming its code DC? You feel pretty good about that? Are you, are you quaking over there? What's, do, you, do you even care? <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have a strong opinion on it. Uh, you know, Durkin has uh, done some some good things, some not so good things. Uh, he's he's a fine coach. Him and Charles Kelly will will do a good job. I have no doubt. Wow, Michael. Let me Must ask be you, early. Yeah, let me ask you another question. If you had a vested interest in the Super Bowl, uh, and maybe you do, uh, Kansas City 49ers. Maybe you had a relative playing, or somebody that you had a close bond with. Could you afford to go out there right now? They're saying this is going to be the most expensive Super Bowl ticket. Tickets ranging in price from nine thousand to twelve thousand dollars. Yeah, it seems like they go up every year. I don't know why. This one in particular, it would uh, would be the most expensive ticket. I mean, it's a fine matchup, but no, uh, to answer your question, Mark, I don't know if you and I, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you and I could afford. Not only not only is it, I, I think a lot. Maybe maybe I'm wrong in this, but I think the fact that it's in Vegas might have something to do with it. Yeah, I guess I, so. I've actually been fortunate enough to go to a couple of Super Bowls. Um, they were both blowouts. <laughs> I so, had one opportunity. To say they were a little bit overrated would be an understatement from a fan standpoint. I had one opportunity, and I gave up my press pass to make somebody very happy. Oh, and well, the game was nice. in New Orleans, which you may have been to. Which one? The Packers. That's the one I didn't go to. I went to the Bears, Patriots in the 80s, the Super Bowl shuffle year, and then did um, Niners, Broncos in the 90s, which was also a blowout in the Dome. Uh, did I, you leave early? No, we wanted to actually, and then we just felt like it's the Super Bowl. You can't leave early, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll pass on the. Uh, I'll sit on the couch. I'll be that guy. The announcement has come out that Taylor Swift will not perform at the Super Bowl. Probably will be there, but she will not be singing. So I know you guys are really on the edge of your seat about whether or not she will be here. There, there are actually some complications to this. Slow. So she's going to be on her Eras tour, right? She, she can physically get back to the states in time. The problem is she can't fly into Las Vegas, right? Because there's there's a, essentially, as you know, Lee, when you, when you fly into airports and you schedule flights, there has to be, for lack of a better term, a reservation to get to land your plane. All the slots are filled up. According to The Athletic, she's going to have to fly to potentially Los Angeles and drive in. She would still get there the night before. I know you were worried about this. I was. I see the concern all over your face. I was and really so worried. I wanted to put you at ease early this morning and let you know that if she were to, if she so desired to be there, she could be there. But it's, 
basically planes, trains, and automobiles. In order I can't imagine watching a game and without the cameras on her for five I know, seconds. I know, I know you're hugging somebody. Hey, by the way, controversy developing with Kansas City over former Blunt High School star Kadarius Tony. Uh, Andy Reid, in an interview, and, and Michael, I don't, I didn't, I don't think I put that down because I was looking for it myself this morning i couldn't find it i don't know if you could but andy reed has defended the fact that tony has not played since i guess it was december 17th because of injuries and supposedly on social media it has been said by who i don't know all it said was a man said that that really uh limits it <laughs> a man said that tony is not hurt and for whatever reasons they were keeping him off the roster or the team Andy Reid, see, that is, I can't use the word he said, but that is not correct. He defended the Chiefs and the fact that he says Tony is right now not able to play because of injuries or whatever, whatever else is going on with him. So, uh, you know, I mean, he's local, so obviously we'd like to see him play. I don't know if Kansas City fans are, would be excited about it because he's had his moments this year. But him being local, yeah, I'd like to see him out there, if if at all possible. They did lose their uh, edge rusher yesterday. He's got a torn ACL, so they're going to be missing one of their key players on defense. The well, Chiefs are. Kadarius took to Instagram and had this like expletive-laden rant about how he was indeed healthy. Now, whether or not he was just kind of – trying to start some trouble or whether or not, you know, and, and it is actually hurt. I don't know. Here's where I stand on this. If he is, I know there have been issues, but it's playoff time. You put your best guys out there. If he's not one of your best guys, then by all means sit him. But if he is, let's work it out in the offseason. Let's get him out there. But he he was claiming that he is indeed uh, healthy and ready to go. Maybe he's the man. Yeah. <laughs> but a man said maybe he's the one. Yeah. Well, I, I don't I'm not close to that organization. I would think if he's healthy, there must be something he can do. He doesn't have to be a pass receiver. Put him on special teams, uh, maybe run a, a kickoff back, or they don't run him back anymore. Well, he'd I mean, have to catch it first. Yeah, well that's true. But most of the kickoffs go in the end zone, so you don't have to worry. Just just put him back there <laughs> to take up space. Ball goes in the end zone. He runs off the field. And I'm not trying to make fun of Kadarius Tony. Look, had a great career, uh, outstanding career at Blunt and at Florida. Just this this year hasn't been his best year with the drop passes and things like that so it's kind of a shame though if he is healthy and i'm not saying he is look i'm not close to the scene andy reed says he's not and maybe mark maybe he's going beyond this thing about injured leg injured this injured that maybe there's some other issues that we're just not aware of um all i know is he said he's not hurt so i can only take the man at his word well, if, if he's not and he thinks he's ready to go, I don't blame him. You, you're going to the Super Bowl. I mean, how many how many players get a chance to do this that are not on Kansas City, okay, or the 49ers because, you know, year in and year out they seem to be contenders. So, you know, it, I could understand his feelings on that, chance to get a Super Bowl ring, be part of something major. Well, he still be gets part the of your, ring. He's still on the team. Uh, yeah, but if he doesn't play and he's, he's – in the stands or somewhere. I mean, yeah, you might get a ring, but does it really mean as much? He's not out there with his brothers. Okay. <laughs> That's the word they use, right? All right. If you say so. Not literally. Yeah. Okay. 
coming up today, uh, we are going to catch up with Spring Hill basketball coach Craig Kennedy when we come back. Uh, the guys had an unbelievable year. They dropped one last, uh, last night, night. Yeah. Uh, but we, we want to catch up with uh, Craig because they've done some things that, well, quite frankly, they've never done under Craig Kennedy. So we want to we want to uh, talk to him. We uh, we're kind of at the um, mercy of our, our folks here at the Senior Bowl. So as guys are made available, we will we will call some audibles here and make sure that they get on. We are trying. We're going. We may talk to Ronnie Cottrell at six thirty. I know we're going to talk to uh, Travis Ryer on Alabama at seven o'clock. Um, Blake Rockwell, our friend from Special Spectators, will be along in hour number three with a, another round of helmets. So we'll see what he's got cooking this year. We'll do your uh, daily dose of fried deliciousness with a little trivia at some point today as well. And then, of course, the Francia's formal affairs tales giveaway continues. In fact, we're going to give those away this Friday. Uh, so you only have a couple more days to get qualified for that, so be listening for the Mardi Gras sounder. All right, we're just getting started here. It's the Chavis Furniture Senior Bowl coverage right here on the sports station, WNSP and WNSP.com. Let's get you started with the scoreboard, traffic, and weather. We are off and running on day two of our Senior Bowl coverage right here on the sports station, WNSP and WNSP.com. Uh, this is Tim Brando of Fox Sports telling everyone along the Gulf Coast in Mobile, listen to the opening kickoff with Mark and Lee on 105.5 WNSP. All right, 621, thanks for hanging with us. It's the uh, Chavez Furniture Senior Bowl coverage. It continues right here at the Convention Center. Mark Hyam, I'm Lee Shervanian with you right here on the sports station WNSP. We are now joined by the head coach of the Spring Hill Badgers, Craig Kennedy, and they went into last night's road game against Miles with a five-game win streak, which was one of the longest in the recent history. And Craig, uh, unfortunately, and I... I hate it, but uh, it, it didn't work out last night. What happened in that game? I, you know, the other night I had a dream. <laughs> bears. These, I was on my farm up in Canada, and these bears, they just kept coming after me. They just kept coming after me, and they were just relentless. And, and they were like the Mongol hordes going raiding in Asia, you know? And that was like miles last night. You knew such a good team as Miles. We took their, their spot as the number one team. We were the number one team in the Western Conference and took their spot. And after two losses in a row, you knew they weren't going to lose three. And they couldn't miss last night. My gosh, they shot the ball so well. And, uh, you know, they've been the number one defensive team in the country, I think, three years in a row. And uh, they forced us to turn the ball over, and we couldn't, we couldn't make a shot up there. We were we were a little tight. We were in uncharted territories, and um, the streak is over. And now it's time to start a new one. What what kind of bears were chasing you? Grizzlies or just black bear or what? What kind? Grizzlies, grizzlies, and black bears. Do you actually have yeah. a farm in Canada? We used to, yes, yes. I still have, I still have a hunting lodge property up in the Delta Marsh, but. Your yeah. team had been scoring in the 80s. You must have yes. shot pretty poorly to get down to 46. Correct. Correct. I think we were two for 17 from the three. 
and they were good shots. I mean, they weren't they weren't bad shots. It wasn't like we were jack we were jacking things up. Um, it's just their their gym and and you know their rims are real bouncy. Their baskets are really tight. They aren't loving like ours are. But I tell our guys, don't hit the dang rim, and you don't have to worry about bouncy rims. <laughs> no one has rims quite like Spring Hill College, though, Coach. I I, I can attest to that. There's no doubt about that. There's no doubt about that. But it was you could tell our guys were tight. Um, you know, we were we were tight going in there, and it's just it's, it was a new experience for for our guys to be the number one team in the West, and um, that's over with now. And so now we just we just got to move on from there. I got a solution. Yeah, bring your own rims. Too. Take your own that's rims. That's right. That's right. I think it's a revenge. You know, several years ago. The, the, the great Chase Shellman, who was our first HBCU All-American, came came last night to the game. It was so great to see him. But several years ago, they went up, and at halftime of the girls' game, our guys were warming up, and William Lloyd broke a rim up there. And so they, they didn't have a backup rim. So the women's game got canceled, the men's game got canceled, and came back. So I think in retribution, they just put in special rims. Um, so we couldn't do that again. Well, let's not go all doom and gloom because you've had a really, really no. good season. You still have a winning record. Has this been a? Yeah. Is this the best team you've coached at Spring Hill? Um, obviously, record-wise, I think there were other teams that were more talented. I think the team that I had with Chase Shellman was better, but they didn't. They didn't um, treat it competitively like our guys do. Uh, that bunch kind of treated it, you know, sports like a fraternity, and they didn't do the work our guys do. Our guys get together, they watch film, they go through scouting report together. Um, we're kind of at a different level now, and, and it's one of the things Chase says. You know, he told our guys, he said, listen, this is going to go fast, and you don't want to have regret. He said, because I have regret. Uh, I wish we had done a whole lot more than we did. But last year's team was really good, you know, and then Isaiah Veal got hurt in early November, and uh, started as just on a string of injuries where, where we had one practice from November to the end of the season with the entire team. And I think if Isaiah had been healthy last year, uh, we probably would have had a similar season because we had some really good talent with, obviously, with Burrell Kabamba, who's at Division One, Tana Copa, who's now at Division One, um, Yorgos Kostikas, who finally got healthy and is now playing semi-pro over in, over in Greece. I think last year's team was was pretty good too. We just had so many injuries last year. And it's one Craig of the Kennedy. intangibles you can't control. Craig Kennedy joining us, Spring Hill basketball coach. One of your leading scorers, in fact, I haven't looked lately, but he may be your leading scorer, is the kid Pegs. Did he play for John Pelfrey last year at Tennessee Tech? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And he had a rough night last night. He had a rough last night. The guy who's really stepped up has been Isaiah Veal, you know. Um, he was SIC Player of the Week last week. He had 37, 19, and 30. He had 15 last night. Had a, had a pretty good night last night for us. Um, he's, uh, Isaiah Veal's really, really, really come along. and is a, a hard person to guard. So what's next for the Badgers? Well, we, you know, we, we got home at, at uh, 2.30 this morning, and um, we get practice today, and, and Tuskegee coming in tomorrow who beat Miles College the other night. And I said to Coach Coach Taylor, I asked Coach Taylor and I said, I hope I hope you, you softened them up and not made them mad, but you know, there's an old thing, you don't poke a bear. 
and uh, the bear got poked up in Miles College. And and, and, and we're back to the bears, yeah, man. The bears. I we're back to the bears, and that's that dream I had. Yeah. Well, let, let's hope your dreams are a little better uh, for Tuskegee. <laughs> yeah, they're tig- yeah, they're tigers, know, they're, right? They're tig- Tuskegee Tigers. Am I right on that? Correct. Correct. And right, well, um, you know, Jaden Webley had a big had a good night for his last night. Real good first half. Didn't have a good second half, but had really really good first half. He's really really coming along. So, eight points and eight rebounds last night. So, well, Craig, on four hours excited. sleep, you did very well on four hours sleep. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Good luck. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great Bye-bye day. Now. Okay. Uh, that is uh, Spring Hill basketball coach Craig Kennedy. Appreciate him joining us here on WNSP. Uh, we are turning our attention to the Senior Bowl as uh, the, convention center, the convention center starting, I think, maybe to, to come alive. Last year, or yesterday, we were all by ourselves, but there seemed to be some other folks mingling about here. And so our, con- uh, our coverage of the Chavez Furniture Senior Bowl um, continues a lot of folks make this happen i want to thank brad over at pat's industrial and auto supply gulf coast mortgage solutions thank you for all you do roy hudson and community bank thank you sir uh he's been a big supporter of wnsp for years ronnie lee's automotive and of course b and b appliance uh we uh we will try to get you as many folks as possible want to let you know as well if you uh missed any of yesterday's in which we had eight different senior bowls you can always check us out online Go to uh, Twitter, at 1055WNSP. We're on Facebook, on Instagram, and, of course, you can go to WNSP now, our favorite uh, place to get your, wherever you get your podcast, that's where you can find us. It's the opening kickoff from the Mobile Convention Center. Stay with us right here on the sports station, WNSP. He's been on the injury report, so I mean, I, I got that that part as uh, that's not made up by any means. But he's been working through some things, and um, he'll, uh, you know, he'll be back out there. Welcome back in. The Chavez Furniture Senior Bowl coverage continues right here on the sports station, WNSP and WNSP.com. Good work by Michael back there to track down Andy Reid on Kadarius Tony. Do want to thank our presenting sponsors for our Senior Bowl coverage. How about the Great Greer's Markets and Cash Saver with that terrific place down there at St. Louis, the rooftop patio, D&K suit discounters, Joe Bullard Chevrolet. Remember Joe when he played in the – I wasn't here, but he played for Tulane, and he came to the Senior Bowl market. Maybe you remember that. And also Rich's Car Wash with so many great locations. Uh, we are going to now talk to the Mobile Christian Championship coach, Ronnie Cottrell. But yesterday it came out that Coach Cottrell has decided to resign. Ronnie, good morning. How are you today? I'm great, Lee. How are you guys? I know you and I had talked about this. Why the decision to resign at this time? Well, uh, 
Uh, Lee, I've been in discussions with uh, Clint Mitchell, our head of school, probably for three weeks about an exit strategy. And uh, the, my primary thoughts and process as far as this, you know, everybody knows when it's their time, and it, it's mine. You know, I've, I've been a part of a phenomenal program here at Mobile Christian, a great school, for nine years. And uh, But my, my desire was to leave the program in a good place. And uh, we've got an excellent team returning, and I was just hoping that, you know, they would hire one of my assistant coaches from my staff, and I'm still hoping that's what they do. It's a, um, it's a wonderful place. Um, and, and you know what? I was in college coaching for a long time. I really would like to pursue an opportunity in college football. Um, but to be being fair to Mobile Christian, you know, I've, I've really not looked at any opportunities in the nine years I've been here. And uh, I just want to be able to do that. So I resign my position effective the end of the, this contract year, which is the summer. But so I'll be around to help the transition of whoever the coach is. And but mostly, I just want to be able to get out and talk about opportunities that are out there. If I'm not mistaken, you have Jimmy Sexton. He's still your agent, isn't he? Well, he was my agent when I was a college coach. I'll certainly discuss this with Jimmy again uh so hopefully there'll be an opportunity i'm i'm 65 years old lee and have, have a lot of experience but i'm really looking for something either smaller college or either an off the field position in in a major college so i don't know it's i'm excited i'm a very appreciative of what the mobile christian family has done for me and and really i don't know if this makes any sense at all but uh, this is a very, very close school, and I want to be a, remain a part of this. So, I, I, you know, in coaching, sometimes things happen. It doesn't work out that you get to stay somewhere. But I really want to be involved with the Mobile Christian School forever. My son went to school there, and, you know, I just, I'm leaving at a good time. We've just finished an undefeated season. We won the championship and, and uh, just left on a high. So, hopefully – my staff that has been so good to me here and so good to these kids here can keep this thing going. Do you have the nucleus of the championship team coming back uh, for next, whoever takes over, do they inherit a pretty good returning team? Well, we returned the MVP of the championship game, Damian Gatson, our quarterback, and we we, we had returned several linemen, Bo Cagle, uh, Javen Jenkins, Trey Matthews. We we return a very good football team. The only negative, we are moving to 4A, but I think we're going to be competitive there. This team will be able to challenge this year, I think, in 4A too. I mean, we'll just have to see what happens. But um, I don't I don't know if there's ever a good time to leave Lee. I mean, Bobby Bowden told me one time that you want people to be not glad you're gone but happy for you when you leave. And and what I've seen, you know, everybody has been very, very good to me here and made a lot of friends here and, and hope to continue to work uh, within this program still with our businesses and different opportunities. Ronnie, I want to thank you, really, uh, especially from me, all that you've done, and I, and I hope you'll continue to be a – you know, available for us, shows that you and I have done on Saturdays, and I uh, appreciate everything you've done to set up our shows at Mobile Christian. I will say this, you're going out on top. You can't go out much better than going out on top. 
Well, I agree. I, I just thank God for this opportunity. I know nine years ago, uh, Tommy Wise and I were co-head coaches, and and he gave, turned it over to me uh, that following year, and we've had a lot of success. And I don't know, we have some just fantastic young men here in our football program. I guess that's the the real hallmark for me in that when I see Deontay Lawson playing at Alabama, when I saw uh, Troy Young go out to Arizona and graduate transferred to UAB, uh, Andreas Fox playing at Stanford, a lot of good kids, so many that can't count. But um, I, I don't know, this is a great place, and I was very appreciative to have that opportunity. We'll talk soon, Ronnie. Let Keep in touch. Let us know if anything develops. Uh, good luck to you, my friend. Thank you. And by the way, great. I mean, y'all have just had fantastic guests this week. Amazing. Y'all keep it up. Thank you, Coach, and congratulations, sir. We'll be in touch. Thank you, Mark. That's uh, former. Do we say former? I guess we say former. Former, former Mobile Christian coach, yep. Ronnie Cottrell. All right, uh, we have some time if you guys want to jump in. Uh, I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and uh, break when we come back. Uh, we'll talk to David Green. Uh, Travis Ryer is going to join us as well. We, we've had some communications here with some Senior Bowl folks. We're hoping to have some guys roll through here uh, shortly. So we're, we're going to break a little early and see if we can get ready for that. All right, it's our Chavez Furniture Senior Bowl coverage continues right here from the Mobile Convention Center. Mark and Lee, the opening kickoff. Right here on the Sports Center, WNSP and WNSP.com. Hi, I'm Michael Pierce, NFL defensive tackle. When I'm in the city of Mobile, you can normally find me at WNSP 105.5. <laughs> Welcome back in. Already wrapping up Hour 1 on a busy edition of the Chavez Furniture Senior Bowl coverage from the Mobile Convention Center. Mark Heim and Lee Shervanian with you. Standing by to join us in just a minute or two is Nehemiah Pritchard of the Auburn Tigers. But first things first, it is time for the Green and Phillips Injury Law Firm. David Green is going to tell us who the Alabama High School Athletic Association Radio Network Coastal Alabama Player of the Week is. David, welcome to the show. Good morning. How are you today? Hey, good morning. Doing really well. How about you guys? Wonderful. Uh, clue us in. Who gets the uh, Green and Phillips uh, Player of the Week? Yes, Deshaun Thomas of Baker High School. He scored 19 points the other afternoon or other night, including the winning basket against Theodore. He was 6 of 10 from three-point range, so he gets our Player of the Week this week. David, give our listeners a chance to tell how you wind up picking players. Do you need the help from the public, nominations, things like that? Well, as a matter of fact, we do. We like folks to uh, go to green, the greenfolks.com website. There's a tab on the website where you can give us the information. Uh, we have lots of people that send information in. But by far, Deshaun was the guy this week. There were so many other good players. We want to make sure everyone who, who watches high school basketball goes to our website and puts that information in. We want to want to look at everyone, guys, girls, doesn't matter. Uh, just so happened to have to be a guy this week. But uh, we, we try to make sure we look at both 
girls basketball. You know, I'm a big supporter of girls basketball since Kara Beth played so many years at UMS Wright. But we want to make sure we're 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 looking at everyone. But this week, Deshaun was the was the winner, and uh, next week, be sure to uh, upload or actually to uh, identify folks that you see and send us information and uh, help us figure out who who, who next week's may, uh, player of the week may be. All right, David, before I let you go, quickly, how can uh, our listeners get in touch with you for legal advice? Very simple. You can go to greenphillips.com, uh, or you can call us at 251-300-2000 here locally. Uh, we're stopped by the Birmingham office as well, but uh, the mobile office is 51 North Florida Street. You can come by either office. You never need an appointment at Green and Phillips. Hey, David, we always appreciate you coming aboard and everything you do at WNSP. Have a great day. All right, guys. Have a great day. All right, our Senior Bowl coverage continues right here at the Convention Center. Well, talk about uh, having players come by. First of all, Nehemiah Pritchard, the Auburn Tigers, defensive back. Good morning. Did you play basketball? No, not at all. Not at all? What other sports (laughs) did you play in high school? Right up the street at Jackson. What did you play? I played baseball in in high school my freshman and junior year. And I played baseball all throughout middle school, so... Football and baseball have been my sports pretty much my whole life. You're a rarity. You spent five years at Auburn. You know how guys transfer these days? Yes, sir. Did you ever consider that, or you were very happy on the planes? No, nah, I was happy all the time. Um, when you get on the planes, it's a very like a happy, a happy family vibe. So that just always stuck with me. Tell you had a you kind of pinned a very emotional kind of farewell to Auburn. I, I don't ask a whole lot of people this, but what what is it that 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 struck a chord with you at Auburn. What made Auburn so special for you? Um, it was the family vibe ever since I got on campus, and um, that just always stuck with me throughout my time there. Um, I made a lot of friends there. I connected, bonded with a lot of players and teammates. I'm a very, I'm a real, really quiet guy, so it was hard for me to kind of open up. And once I kind of figured out the people around there, then it, it was easier for me to communicate and talk yeah. to them. Well, you're going to have uh, some folks. To, it's been pretty easy to communicate in that secondary this week. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, how, how excited were you to hear that clearly you got some guys coming over here this week and that you guys are going to be uh, playing together? Right. Um, me and Jalen were best friends since we got on campus yeah. when we arrived at Auburn. So that's, that's de- definitely very special for sure. And with DJ, um, I've been knowing DJ since we were small, since we was in high school. Yeah. Because he, he grew up in Mobile, and I grew up 45 minutes away from yeah. Mobile. So we already kind of knew each other. So uh, speaking of only 45 minutes, how many requests for uh, for tickets have you gotten this it's week? It's been a, a lot, man. <laughs> a lot. Plenty. Was the transition coaching change, was that difficult to navigate through Harrison to Freeze? Uh, yeah. It's a lot of new faces. Um, Coach Free is more a guy of faith. Um, he's really structured. Um, so yeah, it was a it was a very good transition, I think. Now, when you come to this game, you strictly defensive back or you safety slot uh, nickelback? What 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 are you looking at position wise? I'll I'll be playing corner, but I'll definitely bump in and play nickel some too. Do you think you'll intercept a pass from? Well, you're actually on the same team, so I don't think well, that's going to happen. Well, they're practicing. Yeah, you practice a pass from a Spencer Rattler. You think you could uh, pick one off? That's the goal. <laughs> Spencer, the good goal. morning. Sure. Good morning. Hopefully, good hopefully he won't get me, but hey, you never know. How, how, how competitive is it? Well, of course, you haven't practiced yet, so I can't really ask that question. But uh, from like 
how much studying did you do at Auburn when you were facing a team? And could you like, can you, you know, you hear the announcer that well, they can read the quarterback's eyes and things like that. Can you really do that? Uh, at the beginning of the week, we kind of like look at the quarterback. We'll try to get like any type of signals that they're doing. Uh, sometimes it don't show on film. Sometimes you have to watch the game, like the game copy on TV. So we just look for small things with quarterbacks. You know, we see so much quarterbacks today that run the football, and you're a defensive back, and you're kind of left on an island, right? Like if you're facing a quarterback that likes to run, let's let's take that quarterback. Should I bring this up, New Mexico State? Yeah. Should I? Exactly. <laughs> so, is that so? What what do the coaches t tell you how to how to defenseless. I mean, you got to stay with your guy, but then again, this, the, if the quarterback's running wild, what do you do? Um, I feel like at the end of the day, you just have to pass the routes. Um, once the quarterback starts scrambling, just grab the closest guy that's in your zone, and if the quarterback keeps scrambling, we'll eventually get him down on the ground. Appreciate you coming by. Great job, Nehemiah. Thank you. Nearby Pritchett, he is with the Auburn Tigers. Spencer Rattler is the quarterback from South Carolina. Good morning, sir. How are you today? Good morning. I'm doing great. Uh, Shane Beamer, he seems like quite, uh, watching him on interviews, very enthusiastic, gets really excited and things like that. How is he among practice and players? Is he, uh, uh, did, did you, also, did you have him at Oklahoma? Uh, he was a tight end coach at Oklahoma, um, so I was around him a little bit. But to answer your question, He's just like he is, you know, to the media, very uplifting, positive, you know, a great players coach. He brings great energy every single day. I mean, it, it's definitely not you don't regret coming in the building every day. You enjoy being around him and, and his culture that he's building. And he's just doing so many great things up there. Spencer, a few years ago when you were with Oklahoma, I think you were like the odds on favorite to win the Heisman. We saw last year, I think it was Caleb. He was the odds on. That didn't work out. I think Jalen Milrose right up there this year. What's it like to, to go into a season being designated as the favorite to win the Heisman? Um, obviously, you know, you can only control what you can control. So, you know, that's always been my focus as a player. Um, you know, it, it's cool, but you, you can't control everything, um, you know, as I know and a lot of other guys know. So just focus on what you can control. What, did you have a good stay at Oklahoma despite the fact you transferred? I think you were working under Lincoln Riley at that time. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed my time at Oklahoma. You know, we had a lot of success there. We were 15-2, and two, have a Big 12 championship, a Cotton Bowl championship. You know, I was lucky enough to get a Big 12 MVP there. Um, I mean, it was, it was a lot of fun there. And, uh, you know, everybody took their own ways, and now we're on our own paths of life, and it, it's, I'm blessed. You know, I was happy to move on. So if any of the Oklahoma players, and I don't know how many of them were teammates, were you called and say, Spencer, what are we looking at going into the SEC? How different will it be? What would you tell them? Um, it's just when they say it means more, I mean, it, it does. Um, just the environments every single week. Um, packed houses i mean city shut down when, when there's a sec game on saturday um it's very aggressive uh defenses is our top notch d-line up front in those trenches um amazing players all over the field and the coaching is, is great as well so yeah we had a player on yesterday mark i can't even remember we had like eight players and you i think you asked him like what was the favorite place to play as a visitor and he said south carolina what's it like playing in south carolina as a home team player it's amazing. I mean, nothing like it. I think it's the best home, you know, home uh, environment in the country. I mean, we, we have the best momentum there. Um, the fan base is just outstanding. I mean, waving those towels all game, sandstorm playing. 
it's a blessing up there. Spencer Radler, our guest here. Man, you threw for almost 11,000 yards and like 77 touchdowns. Like, what's 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 next for you in, in the evolution of playing that position as you prepare for this week in the NFL, at least in your mind? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm ready to just keep taking steps, uh, move on to the next level, learn as much as I can, uh, be the best player I can be, uh, best learner I can be, best teammate I can be. I just control what I can control. You know, I believe in my talents. I believe in my abilities, and I'm excited to showcase it this week. Uh, Shane Beamer's a little bit of a character now. Uh, he's That's just him. You know, that's just him. He, he's a great guy, great energy, likes to, you know, crack jokes and, and yeah. get competitive sometimes. So you got to love that. But but you, as, as a guy, well, as a team, don't you kind of need that, right? You need that. You need a little both. You need that guy that's going to be hard hitting and get after you, but you need to see that lighter side and that guy that can kind of relate, for lack of a better term. No doubt. Uh, that's, that's why I think he's a great players coach, you know, real genuine with all his players. Um, isn't faking it. That's, that's just him. Yeah. Do you still hold the Arizona passing record in high school? Um, I believe some kid from like a, a smaller division in Yuma uh, broke it. He started four <laughs> years, but yeah, congrats to him. I mean, he, he got me. You so. say begrudgingly? Yeah. yeah. I think I got you, the 6A record. There you go. Yeah, and he did it on your birthday, right? Yep, on my birthday. Boy, Sorry. that must have been a nice uh, birthday present. It, it was a cool night. So you knew going in, right? You had to have known going oh, yeah. in, right? Yep. I knew. So what what documentary on Netflix did you star in? Uh, QB1. Yeah. How did that go? What was that like? It was fun. Um, looking back at it, you know, I regret some things. Obviously, it didn't paint me in the best uh, picture, but, you know, it is what it is. Learn from it. Um, have a lot of fans from it that love the show and, uh, you know. Do you get called? Ancient history now. Right, but do people refer to that more or to your career at South Carolina or even at Oklahoma when you hear from people do they, what do they talk more about playing career or being on Netflix playing career I mean uh, you get it from both you know uh, he's Spencer Riley he joins he's with us for another couple minutes uh, favorite moment for South Carolina uh, definitely beating Tennessee and Clemson back-to-back -back last year I think some of our listeners are up here in the state of Alabama appreciate that. Uh, what was the uh, what was the most difficult environment for you to play in? And uh, that could be Tennessee this past yeah. year. We get that a lot about Neyland Stadium. Yep, man. it was a blackout. They they want a revenge on us, and they got it. So it was a tough environment. As you know, we're in <laughs> Alabama country, Auburn country. So coming out of high school, according to your bio, you were recruited by Alabama. Yep, Alabama, and I think Auburn too. Did you um, did you get strong consider? Or what was it like being recruited by Nick Saban? Uh, it was cool. Um, you know, I. I probably knew I wasn't going to go down south to begin um, to anywhere in Alabama, but, I mean, it was awesome to be recruited by a powerhouse, you know. And you wound up being here anyway, so it all worked out. No doubt. Hey, yep, man. We're here now. Hey, so thank you so much for spending some time with us. Best of luck this weekend, or this weekend in the in the game, man. We're really excited to have you here in Mobile, and uh, we'll be watching for sure. Thank you, man. Appreciate you guys. Uh, right. Spencer will be out there throwing the football at noon today when the American uh, team goes out there at Hancock-Whitney Stadium. All right, so coming up, uh, we'll continue to give you uh, uh, all the information, as many guys as we can throughout the course of our, our two remaining hours here on the sports station WNSP. It's our Chavez Furniture Senior Bowl coverage. Uh, a number of people we have to thank for making this possible. This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all sports radio station, 105.5 FM, WNSP, and on the Sound of Mobile app. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Hine, Lee Shervanian, and Michael Brauner. The opening kickoff. Here
here are Mark, Lee, and Michael. All right, we're skipping all the pleasantries. Here we are at the Mobile Convention Center, the Chavez Furniture Super Bowl coverage. Go. Marcus Harris of Auburn, <laughs> defensive lineman. He was here last week for the press conference. You had an option. You could have gone back to Auburn for a fifth year. You decided not to. What were the deciding factors? Uh, just wanted to play against the best of the best, and, and I just felt like my time in college was over. With. I already did five years, uh, two years at Kansas, three years at Auburn. I just felt like this was the best time for me to leave. So the difference between the Big 12 and playing in the SEC is? Uh, of course, like it's, it's better competition. The SEC is bigger guys, but to me it really wasn't nothing because you got, you got to change your mindset from when you go to the Big 12 to the SEC, and I think I had a pretty good uh, job. Marcus, I'm going to ask a question I haven't really asked anybody on the air before, but you had that decision like many players. Mm -hmm. Do you stay at college? And I don't know what NIL, you don't have to get into the particulars, but is, is that enough sometimes to say, yeah, it's worth staying here before going to the National Football League? Yes, sir. Of course, in some people's situations, it, they look at it as guaranteed money. Like in, in college, like it's guaranteed you get paid throughout the whole your whole NIL. So that's a good uh, deal for guys that want to stay in college, and, and that's a great option that they can have for them and their family. And I feel like it's going to be good in the future for guys to choose between going to NFL and uh, staying in college because some guys, not ready yet for the NFL. I feel like they need to develop. Not only that, but if you're not drafted, but you're signed as a free agent, you'd probably make more in college. Right, right. Nowadays, you will make more in college, yeah. <laughs> especially in the SEC. So, yeah. Marcus Harris, our guest for literally two more minutes. So, uh, Jim Nagy, when it was announced that you were coming, uh, described you as, and I, and I quote, there aren't many true sleepers this far into the season, but defensive tackle Marcus Harris probably qualifies since we haven't seen his name on here at all. Mm -hmm. what, what's your reaction to that? Uh, it was just a dream come true, just knowing I had the eyes of the senior bowls on me and just knowing I had the, the opportunity to come here and play against the best of the best. And, man, this has always been a dream come true, you know, me being from Montgomery. All right, speaking of Montgomery, how many ticket requests do we have this week? Uh, I got I got about 25. 25. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to Jim. We'll, we'll get that cover for you. Yes, I'm going to ask you, uh, last play you weren't on the field for Alabama-Auburn. What was it like on the sideline after that pass by Milrone? Uh, man, it was crazy, man. You know, the whole team was down. But me being a leader, I just try to pick those guys up and let, and let them know there's a lot more football left. And just use this as a lesson. Don't let it happen again. And just let them know that if you were on the field, it, it would have been, been different. Yeah, it would have been different. Now you you would have what? You would have gotten? You would have you would have sacked him? Of course. Or would of you have course. dropped into coverage and, and snagged that thing with one hand? No, nah, I would have sacked him. I'm <laughs> going after him. I'm going after him. So we want to wish you the best. Hopefully everything will work out. You'll get drafted and. Uh, Glad to see you here. Yes, sir. Appreciate Thank you coming you. by, Marcus. Thanks for having I wish me. we had more time with you. I wish we did, too. More hey. time. I want more time with Marcus. <laughs> but we got this you out, right? How yes, efficient is that? It's, it's good. I mean, uh, we, we know huddle. we calling it at the line. We're just going. <laughs> Marcus, hey. if you're free Thursday, goodbye for an hour. Yes, sir. You know I will. All, All right, right, man. Good Thank luck. You. Thank you. All right. Uh, Marcus Harris, ladies and gentlemen, he has uh, some other commitments, so we're going to let him run. Uh, I believe if we uh, we – I think we're going to talk some Alabama now uh, with our good friend Travis Ryer. Travis Ryer from On3 and Bam Online. Good morning, Travis. How are you today? I'm great. How are you guys? So you got to follow Auburn players today. We had Nehemiah Pritchard and now Marcus Harris. But let's talk first basketball. Alabama in the top 25. What do you make of this? Are they? Remember last week, Nate Oates was challenging his team. Are we a contender or a pretender? Contender right now? I think right now they are. I mean, they're getting loved up in terms of metrics when you think ahead to even the NCAA tournament on seeding line. So still a little too early for all of that, but a team that seems to be trending in a positive direction, 
Uh, needed to get that split of Tennessee and Auburn with that road and home scenario and was able to do that and then follow it up with a huge second half against LSU. And here they sit atop the SEC standing. So back in the top 25. And uh, again, we'll see how they handle things. If Georgia coming up tomorrow evening, kind of one of those weird midweek trips to Stegeman Coliseum, which can be sleepy. Uh, during the month of January, but a Georgia team that's played really well at home. So uh, still some things that I know Nate Oates wants to see more of from his team with an emphasis on the defensive end, but all in all has to be pretty happy with this start to SEC play. Travis, bring us up to date on uh, the coaches, uh, DeBoer's coaching staff, where they stand now. Are they pretty well filled it out? I know they've been adding some names here and there, and, and what do you think about his staff? Yeah, it looks to be pretty well set, although officially still some some uh, guys have yet to switch those Twitter handles, I guess, to, to the roles that they're going to be handling. So um, it looks like that is the case. And you know, I think it starts at the coordinator level with Kane Womack and um, certainly Ryan Grubb, who comes over from Washington with Kalen DeBoer. You hear so many great things about that dynamic, that a duo of Grubb and DeBoer, so that's huge for Alabama. Offensively, really, it's a it's a DeBoer staff uh, going back to his time at Washington and even beyond. So uh, you expected that on the offensive side, and then defensively uh, to be able to to go and land a couple of sitting FBS head coaches um, as as defensive staff members. It looks good on paper for sure, and. Right now, it's largely about recruiting for those guys. Uh, they've had some some nice wins here in the last week or so. Uh, apparently, uh, finalizing Ryan from down in your neck of the woods, an elite yeah. wide receiver, as we all know, and and also Noah Carter from the uh, state of Arizona on the defensive side. Yeah, and that's where I was going to go next with this. So what else are you hearing on the recruiting front as far as maybe how many players they can bring in from what they already have? Signing date is coming up, well, next week, I guess, is the uh, the next signing day. Uh, so what, what are you anticipating? Yeah, I, I'd be surprised if there's many, if any, more than where they're at right now. It's It continues to be somewhat of a fluid situation because, they are still in that 30-day window uh, for the portal. So uh, you would think, at least for this stretch of the, the portal uh, scenario, uh, both leaving and potentially coming in, uh, it would be getting smaller and smaller. But who knows these days? So uh, it's ever-moving, ever-changing, I guess you could say, as far as that number that you think you have to work with. And so... I would think heading into the spring ball here in a in a month or two, um, you know their number would be pretty well set. But then you get into post spring ball and the portal window opens again, and you're kind of in that coming and going scenario that that we are anticipating uh, for a lot of programs. So uh, you just have to you have to stay in the now, I would guess, and uh, keep things moving forward and and see where you're at. He's Travis Rari. He joins us here on WNSP. Travis, I can't let you go without uh, talking about uh, maybe a little fight on in the family now. We, we headed, we're staying out west. Congratulations, man. That's awesome. I appreciate that. Yeah, we're proud of her. Um, she has taken on the role of assistant director of uh, football recruiting operations at USC. So it's been a little bit of a whirlwind for her, too. Uh, moved to L.A. last Thursday. 
helped organize and run SC's uh, big recruiting weekend over the weekend and then uh, made it Facebook, I guess, official yesterday. But she loves it. She loves it. And um, she's very thankful for both Hawaii, which is uh, another home for her, going back to her college basketball days and the opportunities she's had there. But, you know, to to be able to work with uh, Lincoln Riley and, and that staff and that program. Um, it's a huge opportunity for her. What kind of a position is this now when you say recruiting uh, as far as just strategizing and getting everything set? I mean, does she actually get involved with bringing players in? Yeah, she's, she sits in on staff meetings with the rest of the football staff and goes over the strategy and, um, you know, understands the recruiting board and sort of the priority and, you know, then taking that and then, when prospects and targets come in, helping to administer, you know, every aspect of a visit or a junior day weekend, uh, operations in general she'll be working with, uh, whether it's the team traveling to places like Michigan or during the season, she's going to be very busy. She's very yeah. interested in all aspects of football operations. Um, well, recruiting is obviously a big part of that. Well, she might have to be our recruiting rules expert or something. We're going to have to get her on. She can give some clarification on what can and can't be done, man. Uh, hey, congratulations to you. Uh, I know you're very proud and uh, uh, well-deserved. How can uh, how can people continue to follow your coverage of all things Alabama, sir? You just go to BamaOnline.com, hang out with us at the roundtable, our premium message board, Tim Watts, Andrew Bone. Uh, you've got JoJo Hastings. Uh, Charlie Potter, Clint Lamb, Jimmy Stein. We have a cast of many, many uh, great people to, to hang out with you. And then our YouTube channel that we have up and running now, we'll have some live programming later this morning with Tim Watts. So uh, we've got that working for BamaOnline.com now, too. All right. Uh, I know you're an 80s movie guy. Will the new Roadhouse be as good as the original? No. And I, I, I just <laughs> wish they would stop doing these. Um <laughs> You know, I didn't like it when they did about last night. I mean, you yeah. weren't going to top Jim Belushi and Rob Lowe and Demi yeah. Moore and that cast. So, uh, no, I'll go on record right now. It will not be as good. Man, we always bury the lead when we have you on, Travis. We appreciate it. Have a great week. We'll be in touch. All right. Talk to you soon. Yep. Uh, that's Travis Fryer, ladies and gentlemen. All right. We're going to get you scoreboard traffic and weather, but our Chavis Furniture Senior Bowl coverage continues right here from the convention center want to thank some folks lns air man uh larry's been outstanding for us the orthopedic group we appreciate everything you guys have done ward international has been awesome hal hayes with ultra wash of mobile and the afs foundations thank you guys for everything you guys do it's the chavis furniture senior bowl coverage it continues right here on the sports station wnsp and wnsp.com stay with us plenty left Hey everybody, this is Gabe Gross, and you're listening to WNSP 105.5. All right, 721, excuse me, 722, time flies when we're having a good time. 
The Shabbos uh, Furniture Senior Bowl coverage here at the Mobile Convention Center continues here on the sports station WNSP and WNSP.com. But you heard the Sounders, so be the first one to get Bronner on the phone at 694-1055, and you'll be the latest to qualify for our full set of Tails giveaway. We're going to give these away, by the way, on Friday. Just in time for uh, the height of Mardi Gras season, we want to thank Linda Francia and the folks over at Francia's Formal Affair for making this possible every year. It's one of our more popular giveaways, a value, valued at more than $600. Nothing says looking your best like being dressed to impress. They've been doing it for years. Um, and at during that whole time at Francia's, they've remained family-owned and family-operated. So... Uh, Make sure they take care of all your Mardi Gras needs, weddings, formal events. Uh, they do tuxedos, and they, plus they do other sales on formal wear. They offer tuxedos, suit rentals, you name it. They take a lot of pride in their work. And Jimmy Francia, who was always a big part of our show and always loved our show, used to always say, if you want to look your best, forget all the rest. So make sure you check them out at Francia's.com. I do want to thank some of our presenting sponsors for our Senior Bowl coverage, which continues, well, through Saturday and also next Monday when the afternoon show goes to uh, Chavez Furniture for their 3 to 6 show. Greer's Markets and Cash Saver. Got that uh, nice locale down there at St. Louis. Take advantage of that. And also they do a wonderful job in working with the local schools. D&K Suit Discounters, Joe Bullard Chevrolet, and also Rich's Car Wash, some of our presenting sponsors. All right, you guys can jump in. We have a rare opportunity here. We're supposed to be getting some more guys. I know the press conference starts at 8 o'clock today. Uh, we are going to talk uh, to our good friend over at Special Spectators, uh, Blake, Brockwell. Blake Rockwell. That's coming up at 8.30, but we're hoping to get some more Senior Bowl guys uh, here throughout the course of our show this morning you know normally we we sometimes get involved in this we haven't really done too much of this but you know they had their way and that used to be a really big deal here and it yeah. still is you know and that people be fascinated by how much so-and-so weighs but the uh let's see i, I had i uh, looked at some of these yesterday the tallest player was a lineman from oklahoma tyler guyton he was about six seven uh, the heaviest player was Jeremy Flay, I think his name, at 360 pounds. I don't know if there's something else that you found. You know, they talk about wingspan, hand size, all this kind of stuff. But those were some of the ones that, you know, I, that were posted on AL.com yesterday. Yeah, the, the uh, it, we, you and I have been doing this for so long. We used to go, you know, we used to do this over at the Renaissance, right? And they used to bring them all into the, the room over there. And we it was called a meat market. It was really one of the... One of the events that I think the players truly were probably more nervous about that than anything else they had to do because they basically got up there in, in, in their underwear and just showed off for the world. Uh, so that has since been um, pulled back a little bit. It's not as much of a, of a highlight or a stressed point as it used to be here during the week. Well, the but. problem was uh, some of the heights were fudged in college, to be honest about it. Always. And, you know, SIDs might, you know, for a guy that – that was well. I'll give you a good example. You know, I'm reading the uh, Charles Barkley bio, and I think he was listed at six six when he was at Auburn, but he was in essence six four. But if you go to football, and you you know, especially that some of these teams have definitions of who they want as far as height, quarterbacks, a position like that, and you know, you you, you lose an inch or two during the weigh-in because well, you don't have the SID fudging it up a little bit. Now the weight shouldn't be an issue because you can put weight on you know at whenever you want to. I guess eating some of the snacks around here some of the uh, Reese's candy bars would take care of that but there's certain things you can't fudge and it comes to like the hand size 
and obviously height becomes a, a big issue. There is a guy here, uh, his last name is Bailey. He was the shortest player, like 5'7", and unless he can run like a gazelle or return kicks yeah. or punts. Speaking of 5'7", here comes Triple play. G. Look at that. The guy got up early and everything. It's crazy. I don't see his video equipment, though. No. To it's, take it's, advantage it's, of uh, the video is equipment. Is that a camera in your pocket, or you just, you just, oh, sorry. Uh, so the, here's the other thing. The other thing we were talking about is this whole Kadarius Tony thing. So um, Andy Reid saying he's hurt. Kadarius goes on this like expletive laden like rant on Instagram saying he's not hurt. Um, either way, didn't play. Yeah, and and again, where's the fine line here? You can. Let's say it's not a physical injury, but maybe it's something else, Mark. Maybe it has to do with mental health awareness. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just or throwing these things out. inability to catch the ball? Well, you know, that's that's on the coaching staff. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> it's on him. Kadarius, as far as, you know, their decision, you know, not to play him. Yeah, there, there's a, it's, a, it's become a big thing on social media, and I'm sure Andy Reid doesn't want this a distraction going into the uh, Super Bowl. He's already lost a really good lineman, is one of his edge rushers, but he certainly doesn't want to lose, you know, have this to become a, a big issue because no offense to Kadarius, but he's not exactly their number one receiver. It's not like you're missing your number one guy out there, and he is, you know, he's had kind of an up and down season. And I'm not trying to, you know, be critical of Kadarius because we like him and we want him to do well, but all of a sudden in the last couple of days this has become a social media thing with uh, social media versus Andy Reid and you know he's the coach and you know he makes the decision and, and if he comes out and is he truthful about this is Kadarius really hurt uh, by the way if there's a team that can handle distractions I'm sure it's the Kansas City Chiefs at this point yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure they've got a, a pretty good handle on potential distractions uh, leading up to the Super Bowl uh, I think uh, Kadarius Tony doesn't doesn't come close to some of the other distractions they've dealt with all season. Just a hunch. I'm just going to go throw that out there. Um, all right, in the app, um, there was some talk that he had a kid a couple days ago. Um, Kadarius, that is, not Andy Reid. <laughs> and of course, uh, you know, we'll, we'll continue to talk some Auburn. Uh, they got themselves a co-defensive coordinator, so we'll, we'll get to some of that as well. But we are here at the convention center. Our Travis Furniture Senior Bowl coverage continues. Mark Heimley, Shervanian, it's the opening kickoff on uh, day two of our coverage, but practice starts this morning. Uh, you can go on out there. It's free. It's also going to be televised on the NFL Network. Uh, but we are in full Senior Bowl mode, loving every minute of it. Stay with us right here on the sports station, WNSP. continues right here on the sports station WNSP and WNSP.com we're at the convention center number of people have made uh, this week uh, in our coverage possible 
Uh, a big thank you to B&B Appliance. Uh, Ronnie Lee's Automotive, thank you for all that you guys do. Roy Hudson at Community Bank has been huge for us here at WNSP. want to thank, uh, special thanks to Gulf Coast Mortgage Solutions. And, and, and Brad and everything over, and all the folks over at Pat's Industrial and Auto Supply, thank you guys for everything you guys have done to make our uh, ability to bring a Senior Bowl coverage to you. We will be, as we understand it, it's been set up that a few players will still join us between 7.30 and 8. The way it's set up today, they do have their first press conference, so we're starting to see the influx of media coming in, uh, and they'll be attending the press conference. They're going to have three of the players are going to be front and center, namely the Oregon quarterback, Bo Nix, is going to be one of the players being interviewed. Um, today, Bo and the national team, and, and for those who like to go out and watch quarterbacks, Bo and Penix uh, will be among those throwing at 9.30 today, 9.30 this morning at Hancock-Whitney Stadium. And then the American team, uh, and they feature Spencer Rattler, who was here with us earlier this morning. Also, uh, Michael Pratt from Tulane, they were among the uh, quarterbacks that will be throwing, and Carter Bradley's in that group also, so he'd certainly be like a group leader. He knows his way around Hancock-Whitney Stadium. I'm hoping, Mark, the way this thing works out, that we'll, we'll save Carter for Thursday, let him get a few practices in. He is such a good talker. Uh, I think right now, I may be wrong, but I think we're getting a... Uh, is that Kalen King that right Kalen there? King? The yep. man, the myth, the legend. I know Kalen King. He's a big TV media star for Penn State. He's here right now with us. Kalen <laughs> King, cornerback from the Nittany Lions. Well, this weather should be just perfect for you today, right? Oh, yeah. Remind you of Penn State? Yes, a lot. I'm, I'm definitely accustomed to this weather. Right Let here. me ask you, when I was on the East Coast and I had to do games up at uh, Penn State, I found it very difficult to transportation to get in there. Do you have any problems? <laughs> at Penn State? Yeah, to get in there. I mean, to find it. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Your first trip. It's what was your middle, first trip? It's in yeah. the middle of nowhere. Like, I was, we were driving past a bunch of mountains, and I was just like, where's the school at? Because, like, we was just driving through, and I was seeing nothing but land and, like, animals. And I was like, where, when the school going to pop up? And it just popped up out of nowhere. I was like, wow. Speaking of animals, do they have a real lion up there? Or? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I've never seen one. So, Where, where are you from? I'm from Detroit, Michigan. Oh, okay. And you went all the way out to Penn State. Yes, sir. What other offers did you have out of high school? Uh, I had Michigan, Michigan State, um, Kentucky, Purdue. West. I, I basically had like the whole Big Ten, a couple SEC schools, Kentucky, uh, Missouri, Arkansas, um, West Virginia, you know, things, things like that. Being in the same conference and, of course, one of your keynote games is Michigan, what did you think about the Wolverines winning it all this year? Ah, man, it was tough to see. But, but you know, I, I know a lot of guys over there at Michigan, so I'm happy for those guys for doing what they set out their dreams to do, and I'm, I'm happy for them. So. You know, we, saw, we talk about social media and the fact that you guys know everybody, don't yeah. you, pretty much? Yeah. Kalen, uh, did you have another year at Penn State, or this was it for you? Yeah, I had another year. What What was your decision? Why were your decision to come out this year? So, uh, really, just talking with my family and my agent, like, they had countless talks just about what I would do next, and I feel like it was time for me to, you know, actually go and chase my dream as a, uh, and chase the thing that I was dreaming of since I was a kid. I felt like it was time, so. Were you a Lions fan growing up? No. Honestly, I wasn't, but... They have been playing. They have, They did play really good this year. It was hard to watch the Lions back then, though. But I love Calvin Johnson, yeah. Matthew Stafford, and uh, Darius Slate when they was on the Lions. So, uh, so 
what do you what's your reaction when you hear because when we have you guys on i always love to read these scouting reports right so what's your reaction to good play recognition quickly able to identify pass or run and quickly reacts to what he sees has the vision to see the entire field and does a good job of playing his leverage what do I think when I hear that? Yeah, I mean, is, it, is that is that accurate? Do you, yeah, do you think like, that's fair? I feel you? like that's fair. Yeah, I'm, I, I pride myself on being very instinctual out there and trusting what I see, so I definitely think that's factual information. Uh, well, with the vision, have you ever tried quarterback? Or? Oh, my God. So I, I, <laughs> I, I actually played quarterback like my – I feel like I was in – Fourth grade, I think my fourth grade year, I was in a quarterback battle. Were you offered? Were you offered at that time? No, not in fourth grade. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I was uh, in a quarterback battle with one of my teammates in fourth grade, and I actually lost the battle because I couldn't throw for real. But I was a great athlete. I could run a lot, but I couldn't throw. Like my arm is trash. What's how your, much? How much do you? How much do you throw in fourth grade football? That, anyway? Yeah, that's, I don't know. We ain't even throw that much. I mean, think about how different your career could be. We could be sitting here talking about one of the top quarterback prospects in the country right now. <laughs> nah, I don't think so. <laughs> what was your strength on as the defensive back? What do you consider your, your top uh, asset? Okay, so I definitely pride myself on my confidence, my passion, and uh, my effort. Like, I take pride in being very, very um, – very high energy out there. Like, I feed off other guys' energy, and I feel like they feed off mine. So my confidence is a big thing for me, my effort, and just my love for the game. Did you have to go one-on-one against Marvin Harrison of Ohio State this year? Yes. How'd I you did. do? I mean, I, man, honestly, he's one of the best guys I've seen in my career, if not the best. It was, it was a it was a good matchup. You know, he, he um, he's one of those guys who's going to come hard every play and you know, definitely going to have a great career ahead of him. So you mentioned Calvin Johnson. You, if you were to go against Calvin Johnson, you'd have him on lock or? Calvin Johnson? Yeah, you were talking about how you were growing up watching him. Man, hey, luckily I don't got to see Calvin yeah. Johnson anymore. So I, <laughs> we'll speak on that. So who, who's some of the uh, the defensive backs like in the league, you growing up, that you kind of idolized or kind of wanted to? A lot, man. Like, I, I really – I watched a lot of film with like various quarterbacks. Like I watched a lot of Jalen Ramsey, Jair Alexander, Marshawn Lattimore. I watched a lot of Darius Slay. I watched a lot of Xavier Rose when he was with the Vikings. Charles Wilson is one yeah. of my is my favorite corner ever. But you know, a, a lot of others might disagree with me. But personally, that's my favorite corner ever, Charles Wilson. Uh, I, watched, I watched a lot of Deion Sanders. I watched a lot of Champ Bailey. Like my dad kept me involved in just. Just being a sponge with all the different players in the league. So, never watch Lem Barney. Who? <laughs> Welcome to my world, dude. That's that's one of the Lions' great defensive backs of yesteryear. Only teasing. What up. year? Give him some context. Probably in the '60s. See? Oh yeah, probably See what I'm in saying? the '60s. Yeah, I got no idea. All right, yeah. Talon, before I let you go, tell me about your brother Kobe. And were you? A, he's a twin, by the way. Mm-hmm. Were you like a team that you both went to Penn State? You had one has to go with the other, or how'd that work yeah, out? Yeah. So our recruitment was was crazy. Like, so actually, my brother got four scholarship offers before I could get my first one. So. You know, being in, being in a, a house like that, we were very competitive. So, I, of course, I was happy for my brother. But then at the same time, I'm like, hey, when I'm going to get my first one? But um, we, we used to get, like, offers on the same day, like, from the same schools. Like, I remember on our birthday, we both got three three offers apiece, and it was all from the same schools. So our recruitment was crazy. And at one point, he wanted to go to Wisconsin. But, you know, I couldn't see myself playing there. So, so 
I should tell I'm a twin, and unlike you and your brother, we didn't get any offers. But I bet you at some point in your life, you all had basically the same clothes but different colors, right? That's what that's what parents of, Man, uh, of twins do. We had the same clothes, same color. Uh, yeah, my mom used to have us matching when we, when we <laughs> were little kids. So how did his career go? Is he coming down to watch you play this week? Uh, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's going to – him and my mother is going to be here on the uh, on game day, so they're definitely coming down. Bro, he's in. totally got to get in the locker room and just say he's you, right? He's gonna do that. Did I mean, y'all do the whole t- he, teacher he thing? We don't look like we don't look like each other. We're fraternal. He's much bigger than me. Oh, okay. So, was yeah. he a defensive back? No, he's a linebacker at Penn State. Okay, so he couldn't like if something happened and you t- twisted an ear or something this week, he couldn't fill in. Nah, nah, it would be evident that that's not me. All right. Yeah, that's fair. He enough. wasn't the guy you had a quarterback competition with back no, in the day. No, sir. All right, I, you he was be- always the big guy on the team. You know, yeah. played every position. A freak, you know. He just beat you to the dinner table. That's what it sounds like. I mean, the crazy part is, I think I eat more than him. Yeah. I just, you know, I just did get blessed with you all this. You should have inside. a good week here. They do feed the players well. Yes, sir. Hey, Kalen, we know you got to run, man. Thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate it. Best of luck this week. Yes, have sir. fun out there at practice, and we'll be watching on Saturday for sure. Thank you. All right, man. Uh, that is uh, Kalen King of Penn State. We always appreciate uh, these guys coming by. It's crazy. It's getting crowded in here. They got the press conference going on coming up here in just uh, a little bit. Uh, we're supposed to be getting a couple more guys, and we'll bring them to you as soon as as possible here. Um, on In hour number three, you still have to give you a chance for some uh, fried deliciousness. Uh, that's right, your daily dose of fried deliciousness. We'll do that in hour number three once the press conference gets started. And uh, we'll also talk to Blake Rockwell of Special Spectators. He's supposed to join us, I think, in person here at the table at about 8.30 or so. So, uh Hang with us. I think we're going to extend this segment here, uh, Michael, for a little uh, on-air production here as things start ramping up here on uh, WNSP. All right. We got a member of the championship, the Wolverines, Michigan, wide receiver, Roman Wilson. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. How y'all doing? So do you walk around with a certain strut like, hey, uh, you're looking at a national champion? No, 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 sir. I try to be humble and just go about my business. I mean, why not wear a Michigan uh, I mean, that ring, I got, I got that my ring, backpack, but that, that, right. ring, that ring finger's got a little tape on it. Are we covering something up there? Or? No, I just, just getting ready for practice. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure if we just didn't want it to fall off or not. Uh, well, no, first no, of all, no. good morning and welcome to Mobile. We hope you have a, a wonderful time. What's it like being a member of a championship team? I've never was on yeah. one. <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty cool uh, just being around my brothers every day. And, you know, those are the guys we go out and win games with. So, you know, it feels good to be able to go, like, undefeated, go out there and, and win a bunch of games with them. How many Michigan players are here? Uh, I think so far, like, six or seven. So there's a lot. Now, you know, of course, Jim Nagy, right? Yeah. Did you relate to him very early because he's a Michigan alum? Too? Uh, yeah, I, I knew about him for uh, about two years. Now I knew about him last year. knew about him early on this year. was connected with him. So. A lot going on at Michigan these days. Tell us about the <laughs> coaching change. How do you feel about yeah, that, uh, the change? Yeah, they're, they're losing a lot, of, a lot of people. The defensive coordinator, of course, obviously Coach Harbaugh. Uh, we just lost our strength coach. So it's, it's going to be a big game changer next season. I'm really interested to see like how the how the team plays out so i think they'll be all right though did you have any problems with the, the offensive coordinator uh being promoted no no um, i don't think there's anything wrong with that i feel like he's a good guy he's like definition of what our culture is built on I, I think he's gonna do a great job hey take us back to the rose bowl please um give me the whole what's going through your head during that tip ball you make that catch 
Yeah, I mean, for, that's that's hot, that's the stuff of dreams, man. That's I the mean, stuff of legends. I, I don't even think it was like that big of a deal. I mean, just getting lined up, looking at um, like my pre-snap, like alignments and things, looking at safeties, looking at the corner leverage, and just thinking about my route route detail going through the through the play. And he, you know, he threw me the ball. I obviously saw I got tipped, but you know, during the moment, I didn't think it was that high. So yeah. I just make a play, try to get yards, try to win the game. It's really what's going through my head. I, I know a, a, a you know national championship is the is the goal. How special is it when we we talk to a lot of people about being in these different stadiums, right? Uh, what what which was there a stadium where you walked into you're like, man, this is it. This is this is this is what it's all about. Uh, there's definitely a lot of stadiums I walk into uh, like that. Uh, Ohio State stadiums yeah. like that. Uh, Michigan stadiums always like that every time. The Rose Bowl is cool coming out. Uh, pretty much any big setting, like you yeah. come out and you see that stadium, like it, it feels like it's the real deal. So I mean, every time I get a, a chance to step out on the field, it, it's a it's a great honor for me. How did Michigan pry you away from Hawaii? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, at a young age, like growing up, I knew that you know my time in Hawaii after high school was gonna come come to an end eventually. So, but the weather, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, no matter where you go, eventually you're gonna run into some cold weather. So, I mean, if you want to be great and you want to go to the NFL, eventually you're gonna run into a team who plays in the plays in the snow, like you know, like they always do in the playoffs. Like the Dolphins got to go up and play Buffalo in the, in the in a blizzard every year. Roman Wilson, wide receiver, Michigan. He scored a touchdown against Alabama yeah. in the uh, semifinals. So let me ask you this. You know how the media played up Harbaugh suspended. I think he missed six games. If this was a major distraction, they made a big deal. Was it really a distraction for the players? No, not not really. Our team did a great job, but we we had a lot of adversity, a lot of challenges. But, you know, that's kind of what we're built on—a team who can look look adversity in the eyes and just like not really care about it. So, how important is the head coach during the course of a game, though? I mean, does he influence a lot? Or you you had the you know the offensive coordinator there. I mean, you know, he was the one that was calling plays. Would it have been much different if Harbaugh? was there yeah I mean it, it's obviously a big deal if coach Harbaugh's there uh, he's the heart and soul of our team he gets the guys going and just his speeches and the way he operates it's unreal but you know at the end of the day I, th I think it's really up to the players to go out there and, and and focus on what they do throughout the week and what they did on practice you know and really just take the coaching and go display it so I think it's really comes down to the players Roman we, we mentioned you are from Hawaii uh, expecting family to come in for the game uh, I think my mom and dad are coming in for the game so that'd be good for me who was the uh, the best player for you guys against Alabama? Was it one of your guys or the Alabama center? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I tough question. Yeah. Too soon, too soon. Sorry, folks. Sorry. No, folks. no, that's too a soon. good question. Why did you say that? <laughs> Go ahead. I don't know. I'm definitely our, our quarterback, man. I mean, yeah, he was unreal. good. He's unreal. So. Wouldn't it be? Would you like to be drafted by the Chargers now? Oh uh, yeah, that'd be cool. I love or any team, but by, by, by the play yeah. for Harbaugh. Again. Yeah, playing for Coach Harbaugh, that'd be cool. I'd love that. He's a quirky guy. No, I mean, yeah. love him, love him, but a little quirky. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he's a great coach, but I'd, I'd still love to play for is him. Is he a lot different with the team than he is with the media? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think he's <laughs> one of the guys who just you know bees himself at all times and. And I think he's almost more quirky with the media. So, oh, I think he is too. Because yeah. we don't—it's hard to understand. But I'm sure the players can communicate. Yeah, with him. yeah. I mean, he definitely acts acts like one of the guys, like in the lock—not in the locker room, but like in the facility. So, could you like just walk into his office any day and, and communicate to sit down with him? Is he that uh, type of guy? I mean, I could. I feel comfortable doing that. I can't speak for everybody else, but you know, I'd just walk in there if I wanted to. Hey, man, I know we know you got to run quickly. Uh, a little bit about this week and in the goals this week. What is it that you you want to show folks on and off the field? Yeah, I mean, I just want to 
come out today and show people that I can create separation, that I can make plays on a consistent basis. I think that's really what it's come down to for me. Just go out there, create separation, you know, play my type of football. Just be fast, make plays, make catches. Just be consistent. Is it kind of neat to go out there with a couple of Heisman Trophy contenders throwing the football? Oh, yeah. I, we, we got three really good quarterbacks on my team, so I'm, I'm pretty excited to get out there and play with them. Well, get to it, man. We yeah. appreciate you coming by, man. Yes, Great meeting you, and best of luck. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. Our uh, Chavez Furniture Senior Bowl coverage continues right after this. This is Chris Samuels. You're listening to WNSP 105.5. Roll Tide. And God bless. All right, 752, wrapping up hour number two of our Chavez Furniture Senior Bowl coverage here from the convention center. Uh, a lot of players we're talking about today, but want to tell you about the opening kickoffs team of the day, Safety Shoes Plus. More than just shoes, guys, Safety Shoes Plus is for the working men and women of the Gulf Coast. You've heard me talk about them a lot over the last few weeks. They offer some of the, uh, the largest varieties of safety boots and clothing in the area. They've got, a, like, 30 different brands, Wolverine, Timberland, Keen, you name it. They have over 400 styles to choose from. And like I said, more than just shoes, clothing brands, Carhartt, Rasco, Columbia, just to name a few, available in the store at Sarah Land. Go see Morgan and find folks over at Safety Shoes Plus. They have everything you need and more. Many different types of uh, specialty clothing include high visibility, fire resistant. You can check them out. They open soon wall-to-wall inventory when we go in there we are blown away like it'll take you forever to to find out they have so many different options and you know what they will get you what you need the stuff lasts it's durable go see them safety shoes plus safety boots and more right there in Saraland. it's the opening kickoffs team of the day I tell you, the team of the day, too, are the hardworking interns here because since 6.30 this morning, they've been out here. I could, uh, there's a whole bunch of them, and they've been bringing players to us from the Renaissance to join us. Mark, I've been told, I don't know exactly when, but in the near future, that Sam Hartman, the quarterback at Notre Dame, uh, may be stopping by. They are getting ready for their uh, press conference. Uh, their first big press conference, uh, they'll be introducing some of the players. Uh, Bo Nix will be one of them. They'll have three players. But I'm hoping we get to talk to um, uh, Sam Hartman. And, and one of the reasons is because, as everybody knows, Riley Leonard has transferred from Duke to uh, Notre Dame. And he's going to follow Sam Hartman there from the ACC. It'd be kind of neat to see how Sam Hartman, what advice he would have when you transfer from an ACC school to you know Notre Dame. So if we get him on, that'll certainly be one of my uh, topics. But the media, tell you what, Mark, years ago when I used to come down here in the 80s, you'd probably have a handful, <laughs> what, 10 maybe media people? Now it's... Uh, it's not exactly yet reached the standard of, let's see, the SEC media days, of course, where they have thousand, about 1,000. But tell you what, this place, and I, I see why they've moved it to the convention center. There's a little more space around here. It is incredible the number of media people that are now attending the Senior Bowl. And, you know, when we talk about, you know, this is, the, you know, getting ready for the draft and everything, I think even more so than the players coming in, the fact that there's so many people coming down to cover this game now. It's just amazing to me how this thing has grown as far as popularity. You just mentioned there's a station there from Detroit. Oh, yes. Well, it, well look, we say this every year, right? So this is NFL Convention Week. Not only are folks coming here to cover these guys for the franchises that they cover, 
but they're also doing it from a college football coverage standpoint. And then this is where a lot of the business gets done year in and year out, right? GMs, job openings, uh, scouts, they're all down here. And it really becomes the NFL's convention week. And, and Mobile, and we say this every year, is so very fortunate that Jim Nagy and the fine folks at the Reese Senior Bowl are, are able to continue to do this here in our – I mean, this is the perfect event for a football crazy town, right? Yeah, You've got is, the best of both worlds converge for a whole week. But And that's right. And, and back when I first started covering it, yes, the scouts, the coaches, a lot of head coaches you'd see here, but never this kind of media. Like the radio station I was involved with and maybe one other station at the most and uh, – that's what's amazing to me, how it has grown. Like, when they go in there to that uh, West Ballroom for the press conference, it's just going to be jammed with media members. So, you know, credit the uh, the Senior Bowl for growing in stature like it has. All right, so coming up in hour number three, uh, you mentioned we're going to try to catch up with Sam Hartman. Got to get your daily dose of fried deliciousness. Uh, that's going to get done in hour number three. And uh, we're expecting to be joined by uh, uh, Blake Rockwell of Special Spectators. So we'll see if we can get all that in. And a reminder, uh, follow us on social media. We're putting a lot of our stuff up, right? So on Twitter, at 1055WNSP. You can follow me, at Mark underscore Heim. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. And, of course, download WNSP now and find your find find us wherever you find your favorite podcast because you can play back all the interviews uh, that we've been doing. And, and we've done, I think, four today. We did eight yesterday. We're just going to continue to bring as many people to you as possible. A reminder, too, the practice starts today at 930. It's, uh, it's free to the public, so uh, we encourage you to go on out there and check it out. And if you can't, man, Check it, check it out on the NFL Network. They're televising uh, the practice this week here uh, at the Senior Bowl. A couple people we need to thank for making our Chavis Furniture Senior Bowl coverage possible uh, throughout the course of our stay here at the Convention Center. Uh, the McDonald's Barnes family, thank you for all you guys do for WNSP. Uh, Dixie Supply has been a fantastic uh, partner with us here at the sports station. Of course, Mobile Mitsubishi has been hitting it out of the park for us. We really appreciate them. Insurance Office of America and, of course, AIDS Alabama. Thank you guys for everything you guys do to make our coverage here possible we'll be here lee through thursday and then friday we'll be back at the studios but by then i think the hay will be in the barn uh but we encourage you guys Where'd to get that up. phrase ever start I, was, I just know that Craig Kennedy and his uh, and, and his farm. Is that where it was? Oh, okay, no all right. I was if you just miss curious. Craig Kennedy, he it's not had one a, of my favorite phrases, but that's fine. Well, that's all you had to tell me. I'm going to use that as as often as humanly possible now. But the hay, hay in the, the barn, hay, hay in the, the barn. barn, hay in the barn, hay in the barn. I always had hay fever, so it always when I think about that, I think of my allergies. Like, but there's always hay in the barn. Lee be playing the word association game over here now. Hay fever? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, come on! Don't tell me you've never heard of that, buddy. I don't know what hay, hay fever, fever is. I used to take allergy pills for hay fever. <laughs> Only you. Where have you been? It's a real thing. It's a, it's a legit thing. Uh, all right. Well, I appreciate the confirmation. The I'll, I'll do some research on just it. walked by and acknowledged us. You know, that's right. There are media members, <laughs> and then there's Craig Stevenson, okay? Right. Yeah. Not to be confused with regular media members, yeah. but the sports writer Y'all make of way. Years. Make way. Make way. There's a, there's it's like Moses. It's like Moses has yeah, come. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. I, th- I think Bo Nix just just got out the way. Actually, <laughs> so Craig could get in there. No, he Bo came up and wanted his <laughs> wanted his picture. Yeah, y'all want pictures with Craig? Y'all y'all come by Senior Bowl and check it out. All right, hour number two is in the books. Here comes hour number three from the Convention Center. Mark, I'm Lou Shervani. It's the opening kickoff right here on the Sports Station WNSP and WNSP.com. Stay with us.
This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all sports radio station, 105.5 FM, WNSP, and on the Sound of Mobile app. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Hine, Lee Shervanian, and Michael Brauner. The opening kickoff. Here are Mark, Lee, and Michael. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in hour number three of the uh, Chavis, uh, I'm sorry, Chavis Furniture Senior Bowl coverage here uh, from the Mobile Convention Center. Mark, I'm Lee Shervanian with you right here on the sports station WNSP. So how exact is it when these weigh-ins, as I'm looking at some of the sheets here, not only do you get your height, your weight, but the arm length, hand length, and also your wingspan. There you go. That's how uh, we should get you measured here one year. uh, Well, I'll be a little under 5'7". Weight. I've lost a few pounds lately, so I'm down to about 142. But you're withering away. We got to get I your am, cheeseburger. I am. I've got to start eating more food today. But also <laughs> the, uh, more of the Reese's uh, Senior Bowl. That's what I need more of. You need some more uh, candy? Yeah, dark chocolate. And also on the arm. Now that I I don't know what that really. And I don't need a big hand, right? Uh, it depends on what position you're playing. Well, uh, all I do is just hit these buttons, so I don't think that's really important. And then, of course, the wingspan's not a big deal either, unless I was reaching up and couldn't bring down the, uh, let's say, equipment, uh, the, the microphones or things like that. But what about your height? You're about, what, 5'9", five, 5'10"? Five, uh, five. Let's call it five. Let's what are you? Say, we're about 5'9". Five, 5'9", nine. Five, nine. weight? Five, nine. We're about what one, are you about weight-wise? We're about 170. We probably need to lose a – we need to shed a few. Um, so keep the Reese's away from you? Or, you know, keep them coming. What is your favorite? I, and I've seen a whole array of Reese's. What's your favorite? Do you have one? Or are they the all take good? fives are pretty strong now. I'm not going to lie. The take fives. If I find one, do you want me to bring it to you? Uh, okay. I'm, I mean, usually I'm, gonna... the, I'm usually on the hunt early in the morning. I know you are. You're yep. over here like a scavenger looking for, you know, back in the day when we were over at the Renaissance. Miss, I used yeah, to leave. That's one of the reasons I, I miss leave. being there. Guys, you don't understand. Until you walk into the hotel ballroom where they keep the pallets. Think about it. The pallets of Reese's, you don't understand the amount of candy that, that flows through the Port City on Senior Bowl week. It's, we, it's, it's crazy. Years ago when we were doing the show at the Renaissance on the same floor that the players would be interviewed and things like that, there would be the Reese's, let's say, uh, representative. And he would come by the table and say, what do you guys want? He'd hand us the whole box. You know, they take the whole thing. <laughs> All right, that's fine. I mean, if you can spare it, and they could spare it because, let's face it. And you know what? Let's think. We give them a lot of publicity, too. Oh, you, so you're saying you deserve it. Yes. You're saying. Yes, okay. that's what I'm saying. All right, okay. So that, there has that, been a that is That is Lee's passive-aggressive way, yes. if anybody's listening from Reese's, to bring him a pallet of Not stuff. only that, but there's been a definite shortage of dark chocolate this week. Yeah, okay. Uh, that's the only thing there's been a shortage of because everything else, uh, quite frankly, uh, has been on point. I think I'm going to be probably correct. I said the over-under for matching what we did yesterday, we had eight, which was a record. So I think we're going to wind up with about six or seven today. All right, let's take a break. Hey, uh, no, let's not. Oh, no break. Uh, I'm debating. All right. I'm debating uh, here. How we're, are you doing? We're, 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 we're sitting at the line. We're scanning the defense. We're looking to see whether we're going to make a move here or not. I'm waiting Let's to see if I can move the safety with my eyes here, and uh, we'll see what we can do here on uh, WNSP as we are efforting Sam Hartman. I think we are um, – I'm, I'm about to give you a play-by-play of Lee's conversation here just to see. So um, we'll see how that, uh, how that plays out. A little live radio for you folks. 
All right, uh, we're going to have Sam Hartman in a minute or two. All right, so let's just hang out. Let's just hang out and do it. And we, we don't have him for more than 10 minutes. See, that's how it works here. There's we, a, there's we're a at the mercy. Clock. Yeah, we're at the mercy. Uh, we, we, it's, it's, it's actually better because, you know, those guys stand at the line. They only got a few seconds. We got 10 minutes with the guy. Yeah, you know, and, and since when did these coaches meetings. plenty of time meetings, to come up with some good questions for them. Exactly. How, how these coaches' <laughs> meetings take priority over our show? Can you get over that? I mean, it's been that way forever. I mean, like, really, what are they doing down here except to talk to Lee Shervanian? Well, there's worse things in life. Yeah. But anyway, they do have meetings going on, and that's the important thing. And they have their playbooks and everything. And, you know, they only have three days of practice, so that's really not a lot of time when you think about it especially for an offensive line to get out there and cohesiveness. That's always felt why it's such a disadvantage for the offense in games like this because the offensive line for cohesion, I mean, it obviously anybody who knows football knows it takes a lot more than three days, and they're just plugging in linemen. But it is kind of fun to watch the one-on-one drills, Mark. Defensive backs, wide receivers, defensive line, offensive line. Obviously, the, the, the major topic of conversation the quarterbacks how they're throwing i always like that let's say tomorrow you'll see and there's so many people here on the internet sites and they'll be describing well this quarterback threw this or his arm strength wasn't what we thought it would be but really the, the, what what makes this so great for the draft is that so many of these players will not go in the first round they'll go second third or fourth but they'll be like the guts of the draft and of the team you know you, you watch these teams on tv and there's so many players out there that played in the Senior Bowl who you probably don't even remember because yeah. they weren't like the quarterback or the running back. No, I think the the biggest goal here, and I know we stress a, a lot about who the first-round draft picks are and how many they have, but the idea isn't always just to be in the first round. The, the goal is just to improve your draft stock. So if you're projected in the fourth or fifth, you want to go in the second or third. And, and coming here is kind of the first process and, and, and probably the biggest step in, in doing that. So we'll have to uh, we'll have to see if we can grab Sam Hartman. I'm, I'm waiting to see if he's uh, he's he's over there. Can you see what team he's with? I can't even see what team he's with. Uh, but uh, Bo Nix is uh, actually addressing the media right now. Uh, by the way, if you missed Michael Penix last yesterday with us, you should probably go to WNSP now. It started a little bit of a viral incident because we just kind of half-heartedly asked him, you know, will DeBoer win in three years a national title? And uh, and dude said, uh, yeah, absolutely. So um, if you want to go back and listen to that in its entirety, because we also asked him why would Alabama, why should Alabama fans be excited about Kalen DeBoer, uh, he, he gave a really good answer. So if you want to hear most of that, you can go back to WNSP now and listen to that in its entirety. I think we have it up on social media as well. All right, uh, he is approaching as we speak. The man himself, uh, we will keep him for a few minutes here, and so we'll go a little long in our broadcast, but uh, our Chavis, uh, our Chavis Senior Bowl coverage, uh, Chavis Furniture Senior Bowl coverage continues here on WNSP with the former, that takes a little used to getting, used to getting saying, is a former Notre Dame quarterback, Sam Hartman. Hey, man, what's happening? Nothing much. How are you guys? You got, you're busy, man, running around. Yes, sir. I don't like this NC State helmet right here, though. Yeah, well, we, well, can, we can turn it for you. Look at this. You see, it's a, that's actually a Phillip Rivers. You might feel a little bit different about okay. it. Okay. All right. That's fine. Yeah. I, that's fine. That's 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 that's, that's our bad. That's yeah, our it's bad. All, it's all our good. PR people just got that screwed up. No, I hear you. I hear you. It's all <laughs> Sam, uh, I wanted to get right to the one of the questions I had. Riley Leonard is from this area. He's been a frequent guest of ours. He is now going to Notre 
Notre Dame. What is he walking into following you at Notre Dame? Um, I mean, I think he's going to be able to make it his own. Um, I think he's an unbelievable person and then obviously an unbelievable football player. I'm excited for him. Um, you know, Notre Dame is special. It'll change his life. It changed mine for sure. And um, he's got a great opportunity with a lot, of, a lot of great guys around him and a great locker room. And then obviously from the helm is Coach Freeman. Um, is just more than a coach. He's just a, a, a player's guy, and he's going to be with them. Through, he's going to be with Riley throughout the whole process. So. You had a great career at Wake Forest. You had numbers galore, but as you said, it changed your life. You go from uh, Wake Forest, which good school, but not the national attention in Notre Dame. How did going there change your life, and how could it maybe change Riley Leonard's life? Um, I mean, I think with Wake to start is just Wake set me up so well. Um, it really, it really pushed me to be a better person, and then obviously a better football player um, through that. And, and that was something I'll always hold Winston Salem near and dear to my heart, and Coach Kloss and everything he taught me throughout every process. And then Notre Dame, I mean, it's just special. I don't, it's not much you can, you know, personify. I think it's just something that when you step on campus and you see the Golden Dome and you get in that stadium, there's just. Uh, just something about it. There's an aura around it and, and the team and, and the expectations um, are high and you know the fan support is unbelievable and you got to go out there and perform every single Saturday. And of course you open up your season in Ireland. <laughs> How cool is that? It was yeah. unbelievable. Unbelievable. It was, uh, I got to meet Joe Montana. Um, you know, I might have had a Guinness or two and, uh, you know, threw the ball around a little bit. It was a, it was a great experience. Bring back anything else from Ireland? Any souvenir? Anything um, special? I, we got the shillelagh started there, so it's like a, a old weapon in the uh, in Dublin. You kind of, they gave us one, gifted it, handmade, so it was kind of cool. It started a tradition. So every year a team will get gifted a shillelagh and, like, we put our victories on it. So that was something kind of cool. Did you, I'm trying to remember the timeline. Did you play Wake Forest this past year? Yes, sir. What was that like? Um, it was, it was another football game um you know coach i have a utmost respect for coach clausen and, and obviously their season probably didn't go the way that they wanted it to and um you know i have a lot of really good friends and some best friends and um some people that i talk to every single day even during the season even the week leading up to that game um so it was a little weird but um you know it was our senior night and one of those things where it's the last time you get to play in notre dame stadium and how fitting i play against my old team so um, you know, it was, it was a emotional night, but you know, we ended up, you know, winning, winning and, and doing it well. And, and I executed and played well, and hadn't been playing well for a while. So it was just nice to get one under my belt, and especially in the last time I played there. What's the goal this week? Obviously, you hit the practice field for the first time today. Uh, it's a big week for everybody, but uh, what, what's what's the goal here? Um, I, I think the the big thing that we've been getting kind of talked about and talked to about is. Uh, you know, just resilience out here. I think, you know, there's, there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of eyes watching, a lot of pressure, and it's just bouncing back. Um, we always talked about it at uh, Notre Dame. is just one play, one life. And um, how, how can you bounce back from a bad play, a, a mistake, or even somebody else's mistake? And that's going to be something I think I'm going to try and excel in. And I, and I think guys are trying to balance the, the physical part of it, you know, because you're going, it's the best against the best every snap versus the mental, like, absorbing the playbook and, and doing ridiculous interviews like this and talking to NFL right. teams. So there's a balance there, right? No, for sure. I think it's a, it's definitely the, the reason why you come here is to get tested and to show that you're, you're worthy of the challenge. And um, it's definitely not for not for everybody. That's why this this league sure. is so challenging. And um, you know, it, it's exciting though. It's something that everybody here has wanted to do since they were a little kid. And um, you know, something I definitely am uh, excited to pursue and keep battling out. All right, now that you're a former Notre Dame quarterback, should Notre Dame football get into a conference? No. <laughs> no.
<laughs> Did you feel the same way when you were at Wake Forest? Again, for Notre Dame? I yeah. Had, he could care less. He could care less. That's I right. was thinking about Wake Forest. I didn't know if Notre Dame, whatever, but now, no shot. All right. Hey, we know you got to run. Uh, great talking to you. Congrats on all the success, man. We wish you the best of luck this week at the Senior Bowl, and thanks for stopping by. Yeah, of man. course. Appreciate you guys. All right, man. That's Sam yes, Hartman, sir. ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he's got to run. He's a uh, he's, uh, much needed in other places. Hey, um, when we come back, i tell you what we can do. Uh, why don't we go ahead and do a scoreboard traffic and weather? Um, and we'll come back and we'll reset. Oh, we still got to do a Chick-fil-A. daily dose of uh, fried deliciousness. And um, and Blake Rockwell is going to stop by from Special Spectators. Uh, continue uh, with your comments in the app at WNSP.com. It's the opening kickoff. And, of course, our Chavis Chavis Furniture Senior Bowl coverage continues right here on the sports station, WNSP and WNSP.com. Hi, I'm Bobby Humphrey, and when I'm in Mobile, I'm listening to WNSP FM 105.5. I could eat there seven times a day Where the people laugh and children play Oh, I'm in love with Chick-fil-A All right, it's 822. Welcome back in. We interrupt our Chavis Furniture Senior Bowl coverage to bring you a daily dose of fried deliciousness, compliments of Chick-fil-A. Hit them with something good there, Shervanian. In the uh, Detroit loss to San Francisco, uh, as you remember if you watched the first quarter, uh, Detroit scored first. Uh, the Alabama alumnus, uh, Williams, Jamison Williams, scored on a run of about 42 yards. It was the third longest run by a wide receiver in NFL playoff history. Who had the longest run in NFL history as a wide receiver? It was something like 70, 71 yards. Uh, if you know the answer, give Michael Bronner a call at 694-1055. And as you do this, let me remind you, our presenting sponsors for Senior Bowl coverage today through Saturday and right into next uh, Monday include Gers Markets and Cash Shaver, Rich's Car Wash, Joe Bullard Chevrolet, and D&K Suit Discounters. Yeah, I want to remind you, uh, not only are we here, the final drive is here every day through Thursday, bringing you up-to-date Senior Bowl coverage. Uh, and then, of course, on Saturday, a special preview show uh, right there at uh, on campus in preparation for the Senior Bowl. Uh, so um, our Travis Furniture Senior Bowl coverage continues on Monday when the afternoon guys are actually going to go out to Travis Furniture. That's right, over in Chickasaw. So make sure you, if you're in the area, you stop by and see the guys and, uh, and enjoy the post-game coverage of the Reese's Senior Bowl. Uh, all right, so we've been talking about – by the way, one thing we hadn't gotten into, you mentioned a couple times was uh, this whole LeBron thing last night. <sighs> Dylan he didn't, he didn't exactly get the snot knocked out of him, yet the way he went down, you would have thought that guy tried to decapitate. Do you think it's because it was Dylan Brooks yes. though, who has the reputation? He's the, he's the next They DeMond just don't Green. get along. I'm thinking what I think what needs to happen is y'all just let the two, like in hockey, y'all just let these two fight one time and get it over with. So they gave Brooks, because he hit him in the face, a technical. 
Did he though? Did he really hit him in the face? I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not saying he did. I said that's what the officials said they did. It was kind of a contentious night anyway because you had the Dylan Brooks incident, and he actually uh, Dylan had what 17 points. He played about 28 minutes or something like that, so he had a decent game. But then again, you also had the uh, game between the T Wolves and the Thunder, a battle for well for some for uh, supremacy in the West. And Anthony Edwards had a great game. And then at the end of the game, Mark, he just went ballistic on the officials. <laughs> so, okay, do you consider a discrepancy? 19 fouls on Minnesota, 17 on the Thunder, enough to go out and say the cheat. we won despite the cheating referees. It was like eight against five. And the discrepancy in free throws was not all that great. I mean, there have been far worse in the NBA. You win the game, you're in first place. So he's going to obviously be fined by the NBA, and he knows it. He said, look, come and find me. He said this was the worst officiating, and he just blasted them. Yeah. Um, I didn't see any of that game, so it would be hard for me to – I mean, I guess there are reasons to be upset with officials, even if the uh, foul discrepancy isn't a discrepancy at all. But I, I, I wouldn't know. Uh, but after the game he had, it seems like he would just – He's one of the stars Pick of the league. Battles. Yeah, he's one of the stars of the league. Do you get upset with your teammate when they have about eight turnovers in a game or they yes. miss about 30 shots? Yes. Or let's just frame the officials because they weren't calling enough fouls, I guess. That's what the point was. At the end of the game, near the end of the game, he was hurting, his wrist was hurting, he said, and he blamed that on you know not calling fouls. He wasn't going to the, uh, uh, the foul line as much as he thought he should. So there were two incidents, and then the other, not an incident, but the Doc Rivers made his coaching debut, and he wound up taking a loss because the Bucks got beat at Denver, which is not shocking. Denver usually wins at home. All right, a couple of reminders if you're just joining us. One, um, uh, we have uh, pr- uh, the practice today at 930. It's open to the public. We encourage you to get out there and check it out. If you can't, it will be televised on the NFL Network. That's one. Uh, two, uh, we're going to be joined by uh, – uh, we got some really cool stuff sitting here. I'm going to take pictures and tweet it out, fear not. But we have, uh, as always, um, Special Spectators and Blake Rockwell is going to join us here in just a bit. Did we get a uh, – Michael, did we get a winner on the on the Chick-fil-A, by the way? Not yet. Ooh. Goes back a little ways. To the I 60s? Think, no, not quite that far. I think he's doing TV now. He was a great wide receiver. I think he played at Stanford. His run was about 70, 71, 72 yards. It was the longest by a wide receiver on a run. So keep those calls coming. It's worth it. Or not, and then he can just give me the Chick-fil-A. I but could do that, whatever. too. Whatever. I mean, whatever you guys want to do, I'm fine with. I'm just saying. Um, it doesn't go far as far back as Lim Barney. <laughs> All right, so we talked to um, also, you know, when you talk about great lion defensive backs, one of the coolest names in sports, Night Train Lane. Yeah, I know you're a big fan. Oh, well, I love the name. I don't remember him playing. All right, if you guys missed Nehemiah Pritchett or Marcus Harris uh, over at Auburn or Penn State's Kalen King or Michigan's Roman Wilson uh, or Sam Hartman, uh, a reminder, we talked to them all today. You can check us out on social media or better yet, just go to WNSP now. And uh, you can uh, listen to all those interviews in their entirety. Not a bad day, too. But guess what, folks? We are not done. So when we come back, 
We'll talk about the special spectators, what it's all about, how you guys can get involved, and, of course, continue with your comments in the app at WNSP.com. It's our uh, Chavis Furniture Senior Bowl coverage continues right here from the uh, Mobile Convention Center. Uh, it's where the game plan will be starting at 3. We're here until 9 a.m. The press conference appears to be winding up. Uh, but they're still in there. We'll see if we can get you some updates before we get out of here. So stay with us right here on the sports station, WNSP, and online at WNSP.com. Welcome back in. The Chavis Furniture Senior Bowl coverage continues. Mark, I'm Alicia Vanian. We're at the convention center. The press conference just let out. We are about an hour away from the first practice of the Reese's Senior Bowl. Now joined by Blake Rockwell, who's become, every time we come down here, Blake's here. He's the one that carries 18 helmets around with him. You would almost think he's the equipment manager here, <laughs> but he's not, and that's because he's uh, in charge of a very special event that's coming up tomorrow night. It's called Special Spectators. Blake is very special, caters to special spectators, and this goes on across the United States. Good morning. Good morning. We Thanks always for, know yeah. where you are because you always have these helmets. I'm carrying all uh, these babies Has anybody around. ever come up to you and ask to buy one of these from you? Yes. Yes, and absolutely. You can make some extra money. It's I, tempting. It's tempting. Yeah. That's a great way to sell tickets for a great event that's going to be taking place tomorrow All right, night. Speaking at of that, how many tickets are available at Moe's at 6 o'clock for special spectators? We probably have about 50 tickets available as of right now. Wow. So go on to specialspectators.org and you'll see a button right at the top of our website. Click on that baby and buy your tickets, please. <laughs> Help support Special you, Spectators, which, exactly, is, yeah. which is creating VIP game day experiences for seriously ill kids and their families at college football games all over the country. Plus, because we appreciate so much incredible support that we get here in Mobile, we're donating half of the net proceeds to our partners and our friends at USA Children's That's Hospital. Smart. That's all to hear. Okay, uh, special spectators, will many be attending the game on Saturday? Yeah, we're going to have some kiddos from USA Children's attending what we what is a unique two-day game day experience here in Mobile with the Reese's Senior Bowl. So uh, they'll be going to the stadium on Friday, getting into the locker room, meeting some of the players, get to run around on the field, all of that fun stuff. And then, um, and then Friday, and then the, the uh, parade as well. 
folks at the Risa Senior Bowl have given us the spot in the parade. So kids get to be in that and hear all the cheers from everyone lined up in the route for the parade and get to throw all sorts of fun stuff from our float. And then Saturday, um, pregame and getting down on the field, watching the guys warm up, meeting all sorts of more players, dignitaries, celebrities, all that kind of stuff. And um, they'll be introduced during the game and then uh, obviously watching the game. So. so what's the keynote helmet? Do we have a split helmet this year? We do have a split helmet this year, thanks to our good friends at Riddell, who's a critical, vital partner of ours. Um, they're extremely generous. So. For those folks who don't know, we always, um, this is only our fourth fundraiser here in Mobile, and we have a featured special guest each year, someone who's celebrating a milestone anniversary from when they played in the Senior Bowl. So two years ago, we had Brett Favre. Last year, we had Ozzie Newsom. And this year, celebrating his 20th anniversary from when he played in the Reese's Senior Bowl is uh, Coach Philip Rivers. And Riddell makes a very unique, one-of-a-kind, custom-made helmet that um, is half NC State, where he played his college ball, and then half San Diego slash L.A. Chargers. The lightning bolt. The lightning bolt. One and of it, the most iconic. It is. And, and it's the old school. I, I consider it the old school Chargers helmet. So it's the white does he helmet. Get that? Do you give that to him, or is this auction? Well, off? we can't we can't reveal all of our surprises on the radio. Plus, you know, coach is listening. I'm sure, and and you know, we we don't want to let him know what gift we're providing. Now, him, I was told that in addition to Philip, that some of the legends might be coming in. Do some of the anything? legends, yeah, that's kind of a fluid situation. So I don't know who exactly is going to be there, but there will be. Uh, some senior bowl players also making an appearance. So it's, um, you know, that's really a great a great part of the evening also. You know, we've t we talked about leading up to this week about this, everybody, college football world transferring to multiple schools now and playing in multiple places yep. is really, man, an advantage for you with these split helmets. This is crazy. Yeah, and the, the options are endless now. And if you recall, our very first split helmet was half OU, Oklahoma, half yeah. Alabama for Jalen Hurts. Yeah. And, um, and and that really came about quickly, and I reached out to Riddell, and they were they thought it was a one of my only great ideas. And then, you know, they created it, and we had him autograph it. And that baby at our fundraiser that year went for $5,500. $5,500 for that. Alabama OU split yeah. helmet. It, it, that one's going to be that one's going to be tough to beat around here. Yeah, it will sure. be. It will be. I yeah. tell you, with all with the, all these transfers, uh, you're not going to have any difficulty finding split helmets these days. We've no. we've actually talked to one running back who's been to three schools. Uh, nowadays, you see players who've gone to four schools. Yeah. So we'll have a, a quarter, a quarter, quarter, quadruple. Yeah. 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 So. So, uh, kind of a random question for you. I know we talk. You generally try to get in touch with that person who you're doing the helmet in honor of to make yeah. sure that they are, they're good with it and all that. Yeah, yeah. Do you have to reach out to the to the schools or the franchises when you split helmets and be like, hey, can we do this? Or are you guys like good to go there? Riddell handles all of that nice. for us since nice. they've got all the licensing yeah. deals and all that. So, but you know, like with Ozzie Newsom last year being our featured special guest, he played with the Browns. But a huge, successful executive career with the Ravens. And I asked him, you know, which the, we do these split helmets, what side do you want your pro team to be? And he said he wanted Cleveland. So. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
Lake Rockwell with Special Spectators. Uh, again, how can people get in touch with the uh, ticket information? So go to Special Spectators. That's with an S at the end. Specialspectators.org. .org. And right on our homepage at the top, you'll see a button, orange button, says purchase you know, tickets for our Senior Bowl fundraiser and reunion. Uh, and you just click on that, and it'll take you to the page where people can buy tickets. Or if you want to, um, if you can't go, you want to purchase a donated ticket. There's a lot, there's a item there where you can buy a donated ticket, and we'll get you know a nurse or a staff member from USA Children's to go at no cost to them. Or if you want to purchase or help support a. a one of our special spectator alumni families, so families who we have served in the last 10 years of doing this down here in Mobile, to go out and, and have a fun night at no cost to them, you can do that as well. Has the planning for this kind of removed the sting of what happened on Sunday? In other words, Ooh, get your mind too soon, too soon. Get your mind off the Lions loss, you being an avid Lions fan. I, I am. Too I'm soon, an too soon. Avid Lions fan, and Sunday was, uh, as Coach Coach said it was um, it, it tore tore our heart out, but um, you know we're so proud of our team, so proud of the coaching staff and the organization and the direction we're going. Um, it's it's really fun and exciting to be a Detroit Lions fan. Are you a fourth and whatever guy fan? Fourth down and go. It depends on the situation. I know everybody's into the analytics. Yeah. But when it's fourth and three, I don't think all fourth and three situations are created equal. You've got to consider different things. So that's that's my approach to it. That's my approach to it. All in all, pretty good, uh, pretty good football season for the uh, the state of Michigan. It, it was. Yeah, it I was mean, pretty good. Hard to beat. Pretty good. Yeah. And um, we had something else. What was it? some other accomplishment? I can't remember what high school level. Oh. Uh, I can't remember what it was. Romulus. Somehow I always think of Romulus. Some, something. <laughs> I, they always seem wow. to win. Romulus. You're you're really. Yeah. Romulus High. Yeah. That's. Are you referring to Michigan? I am. Re I, it seems like there was another big accomplishment that yeah. we had. And I can't did remember you ever, what it was. Did you ever try to contact Harbaugh to be a guest speaker? I have not. I have not. But he did play in the Senior Bowl, I believe. In like 87? I don't remember that. I, you don't. Okay. That doesn't mean it didn't I, happen for the yeah, rest. I could be making that up. Well, yeah, you know, make it up. It doesn't matter. We, we're not yeah. going to confirm or deny it anyway at this point. Lee and I are about the same age, yeah. so you know, recall's not yeah. quite what yeah. it was. But uh, when, when, sure. when, when Lee played in the Senior Bowl, he doesn't remember seeing Harbaugh, right? No, I, I, I didn't see him. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of <laughs> making I, things I up, knocked, I was knocked out early <laughs> in the game. All right, I covered the worst weather Senior Bowl ever on the field: the ice storm. What year was that? The year, I don't remember the year, but I know Mike Ditka was on the sideline. Okay. And there was frost developing on his hoodie or whatever. It was just brutal. But that was when he was with the Saints. When, when yeah, was that before no, or after he I traded our life away? No, I think he was still with the Bears. That's well, how far he? back it goes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Ditka, I don't think he ever, I'm not sure he came here with the Saints, but it was the worst. I had to do sideline reporting that day. It was the worst weather. It was an ice storm on the field. And they hardly even came to me. I mean, I'm right, sitting there right. shivering and everything. Yeah. But I'll, here's the thing I most remember. They brought a broadcasting crew down from Boston. They were so cheap that the play-by-play -play announcer had to come by train. He didn't get here till Friday, right? Wow. The color commentator was the great Sam Huff. 
Sure. I did get to meet Sam Hoff, although I was not a Giants fan. I was a Browns fan, right? Okay. So as cheap as they were, not only was I out on the field for that entire time, drenched, ice storm, everything, I had to drive Sam Huff back and forth to the hotel. They wouldn't even allow him to get a vehicle. Wow. Wow. Hey, uh, thank you so much for spending a little time thank with you us. Do uh, you have a prediction on which one of these bad boys might go for, what do we got, Kirby, okay. uh, AJ, and uh, Lane over there? And Lane, and then we've got two more that I don't have with me. Uh, Coach Freeze uh, autographed uh, a uh, Auburn, Auburn helmet. Yeah. And then we also have another Bama helmet that is autographed by the Castile family. Oh, so very Jeremy, cool. Tim, Tim and uh, Simeon. And then we think we have an LSU helmet signed by Coach Kelly. It's somewhere in transit, so we hope it makes it here do you, in time. Do you do a lot of these over the, the course of the year at other places, too? We do other fundraisers in, in other towns. So we do one in Knoxville as well because uh, uh, we've been partnering with uh, Tennessee since our second year, like in 2006, 2007, somewhere around there. We do a fundraiser in New York City. Um, and we're working to do some others across the country. Maybe we would love to do one with Coach Riley in, in L.A. Um, he's been associated with our program dating back to when he was with OU, and he's brought us along with him to USC. Um, we'd love to do one in Chicago as well. So, yeah. Well, I know it's sad about happening the Lions, but you know what? There's always the Detroit Pistons. Oh, boy, that's ugly, too. <laughs> That's really ugly. They just got their six win, Blake. I know they did. I They're know trending they did. in the right direction. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for stopping by. We Thanks, appreciate guys. it. Yeah, appreciate, absolutely. Very cool, you as always. always. Helping us get the word out. Thank absolutely. you so much for the support. Yes, sir. All right, one final segment. Our uh, Travis Furniture Senior Bowl coverage continues. Again, want to thank LNS Air. Uh, the orthopedic group uh, for all they do. Ward International has been great as always. Thanks to Hal Hayes with the Ultra Wash of Mobile and, of course, AFS Foundations. Without those folks, our coverage of this incredible event and week would not be possible. All right, one final segment of the day. We'll, uh, re we'll recap, review, and look ahead to tomorrow's uh, show. It's the opening kickoff. Mark and Lee right here on the sports station, WNSP and WNSP.com. Everybody, Jennifer Hale here from the NFL on Fox. You're listening to 105.5 WNSP in Mobile. All right, 8:47. One final segment of the day as our Travis Furniture Senior Bowl coverage continues right here on the Sports Station WNSP and WNSP.com from the Mobile Convention Center. Yeah, I'm a little surprised you didn't ask Sam Hartman about his hair because when I was told we were going to get him, and one of the interns said, "Oh yeah, the guy with the uh, long hair and everything," I said, "Well, that's more up Mark's alley. He's more into that than I am." But you let it go. You. You just assume that I I'm assume into people's hair? That you would make a reference to his, let's say, hairdo or his whatever it was. He had this big, long hair and so forth. I don't care. doesn't matter to me. Yet you're the one that brought it up. Because yeah, that's I was a lead-type question. Yeah. That you See, Bronner even said it's a lead-type question. Oh, really? You two don't listen very well because I've never asked anybody about their hair. Hair today, gone tomorrow. Oh, I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Funny. Has Mark ever asked someone about their hair? He always asked about things like that, anything on social media or anything about hairdos or if he's wearing a mohawk or 
whatever. Well, I mean, if somebody rolls in with a mohawk, then clearly I'm asking about that. But, no, I mean, you know, for the record, if anybody's interested, and I wasn't, but Sam Hartman has very nice free-flowing hair. I mean, I don't know what else to say. He used to be like uh, Nick Wiggins. It should have been you. Oh, we, you okay? I, I can't hear anything. You can't hear anything? No. Is that better? <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> you do. See, it's you flickered with my little knobs over there and wow. turned me off. Sorry. What you guys look like? Whoa, over here is our whoa, flicking knobs. Whoa, turn him off. Will <laughs> you guys, can, can y'all wait till we're Why done with the show? You, you know you're not supposed to touch that tie line. It's, uh, Nick's here, everybody. He just, you Good know, morning. when you're the big man in the station, you can kind of make I your way here. I heard beautiful flowing hair, and normally I respond to that, but I really, really? can't anymore. No. Okay. See, apparently you got me confused with Nick. Nick's the one that likes to talk about hair. Hey, Nick, what do you got planned for this afternoon? Oh, you know. You just want to replay our show? Or? Or? Beach, have his furniture <laughs> senior bowl coverage. Yeah? You going to uh, talk to any senior bowlers today, maybe? Yeah, we're going to head out to the practice, try and catch some guys. Uh, I did hook up with... Let me rephrase that. I did yeah. get with this girl named you uh, Daisy. Might want to rephrase that too. <laughs> who's gonna? Daisy's uh, been very uh, good here. She's I got, I got, on, I got on her list, Lee. So uh, tomorrow, and I think the rest, rest of the day, the rest of this week, I think we should be looking good. So, so I in other that. words, you didn't take my advice and get in touch with them. We did. We got in touch with. We're really doing behind <laughs> the scenes stuff here, but behind the scenes, we did get in touch with um, Molly. But you know, she's got a lot on her plate this week, so. Getting the direct connection with Daisy. What did uh, Bo Nix have to say in there? He wasn't listening. <laughs> oh, you know, just the usual you stuff. In there? I saw you in there when he was talking, right? No? Yes? Yeah, I was in there. And what did he have to say? You know, he's excited to be here. He's excited to be there with Michael Penix. People are excited that these guys are going to be, you know, right next to each other. Um He's excited to be in the NFL. So wait, let me, let me just to be clear, is he excited? <laughs> it was a lot of, you know, player talk, right? Okay. You know? It, and it could be that you're making all of this up and we, we can't prove it otherwise. Oh, so he's following along the lines of a once famous TV sideline reporter just making things up? Hey, now. She's still famous, right? She's still on Amazon. What are we, go, what are we going to do on? Uh, <laughs> what are we doing uh, Saturday for this pregame? What have you worked out? Man, for you just walked I into actually, a buzzsaw over well, here. Getting... I actually walked over here to talk to you guys off air about that. Yes. Now we're really just kind of airing out all the behind-the-scenes stuff. Sure. So this is how the sauce. If you want to discuss the programming for Saturday, I do. Right, right now? now? Yeah. All right. What do we got planned? Just so people know, from nine to eleven, we're going to be there. The game starts at Bro, noon. That'd be like way down the road. He ain't be thinking about that. <laughs> got I'm trying to. to get through today. No, you got to. You got to have a vision. Well, I know that you got some great uh, draft guests lined up for us. I know Corey's going to be hustling, trying to find some stars uh, at the game. I, I know you guys had a discussion about that. And then the location that we'll be doing the show from. It's, a, I'm, it's right I'm, now a mystery. No, I, I have an answer inside, on that. Inside, I do have inside, some insight. Some insight. I think we should prepare for the show to not be uh, wheel-based. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it'll be a stationary show. Yeah. We're going to take the training wheels off. What, what should we do, ride our bicycles out there or something? Well, it's not going to be wheel-based. Those have wheels, yeah. but... Um, so I think we're going to be... <laughs> 
You can you it's can like use the wheels. A sledgehammer. <laughs> you can use the wheels to get there, but we just won't do the show on a big blue vehicle that has wheels. If you're catching my drift, wink, wink. Yeah, <laughs> as in Tokyo drift. <laughs> do, you, do you catch what he's saying? I catch what okay. he's saying. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. Listeners, did you get that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're just hanging out in the convention center now? Is that well? I, I was hanging out to tell you guys that. Oh, okay. Well, it's good to I see you. Thanks I'm for stopping by. Ditch this and yeah, scoot on out of here. Yeah, everybody's talking about hookups and flickering little knobs now in the app. So we appreciate. Hey, it. when I when I stop by, it gets fun, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Quite the hot we, take. I don't know how we survive for two hours and forty minutes without you. You uh, you had quite the hot take yesterday. It didn't go over real well, like a lead balloon, I might add. Man, people are thin around here, man. What was it? All I'm saying is, and Lee, I think even yeah, I you can it. maybe get behind this. So, yeah. Michael Pinnock says, Kalen DeBoer is going to win a ring with Alabama in three years. Yes. He said I that said that's show, wishful thinking. Did you replay that audio? Probably not. On our station, right? We're all family here, right? <laughs> anyway, so what's your point? What was your hot take? I said that that's wishful thinking, and it's probably not going to happen. That is oh, not you all you said. That is not all you said well, at all. Did you guarantee it? Well, look, so I haven't been throwing around many guarantees lately. I think I got burned on one bad earlier, and I kind of stopped. Well, I mean, you are riding with Ritter, right? So. But look, yeah, I think maybe that's what messed me up. But look, all I'm saying is the GOAT, right? Nick yeah. Saban, we say he's the greatest coach of all time. Right. And we're just expecting the very next guy that walks in right behind him to do the exact same thing. Nick Saban couldn't win a ring in the past three years. Why would Kalen DeBoer win one in the next three? Is that an accurate depiction, Michael, of what was conveyed yesterday? I think the biggest issue was that I I don't really have an issue with any of that. I think he could, he could not, maybe. Uh, But... I think the big issue was saying that Nick Saban had walked, or Kalen DeBoer is walking into a worse situation than Nick Saban was in 07. He that was what is. that was what was oh, absurdly dumb. Oh, I disagree with that, dumb. Nick. No, if you well, you don't. Wouldn't it be 2007? He walked into a very bad situation. Right, they lost to, to ULM in easier, 2007. Though. If you imagine, I get hired to be the coach of an 0 and 17 NFL team. I can go nowhere but up. But imagine if the team that just lost in the conference championship, the Ravens, John Harbaugh retires, I come in and take that job. Now well, that, all of a sudden the pressure the is higher. Though. No, but I'm talking about that's the point. He's got players. Nick Saban, when he took over, you know, Mark can tell you this, the program was just teetering on 500, a little better right. than that. Many players left. He kind of came in and he processed know, a bunch of because yes. it's not like players are leaving Alabama, right? Well, they now. Did, no, no, I know, but I mean, back then they left, but that's not the reason they weren't leaving sure. because of NIL. But, but they were leaving because Saban didn't want them. Look, the culture was totally different. DeBoer's it, not taking over a Bryce Young-led Alabama team, right? This Alabama team was so hard to coach that it forced Nick Saban to retire because he couldn't handle it anymore. Oh, give me All right? Break. He said that himself. He realized that this he year. He inherits a quarterback who's right there at the top of the list for Heisman Trophy candidate. I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. And, look, I think he can make the playoffs, but I hope so. Look, it's, it's become easier than ever to make the playoffs, but it's become harder than ever to make it through. You have to win, what, three rounds of these huge, tough games? Uh, let's see now. There's three years just four, four top teams get buys. Right. So what's that come down so to? So from a pressure st- okay, so we're talking about two different things here. So from a pressure standpoint, from an expectation standpoint, uh, DeBoer walks into a buzzsaw. There's that, I, think that's, yeah. I think we all agree with that. The question is, do we though? 
We do. I think most people would agree that the expectations are higher for DeBoer because of the expectations that Saban set. Is okay. that fair? Is that a fair statement? No, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, I agree. Now, the question now becomes, can he win within three years? He is better suited to win in three years than Nick Saban was when he took that job. I'll there have been a lot of changes, Nick. When Nick came in here, there were a lot of changes that had to be made. For sure. And, and DeBoer has those changes at his uh, disposal. Plus, like I said, you know, he, he inherits a much better roster than right. Saban did. I'm, I'm remembering, I think, something that also made people mad yesterday that I said yesterday. Just your overall just um, – just, I said that if Kalen DeBoer did win a championship in the next three years, then that automatically takes Nick Saban out of the conversation of being the greatest coach of all time. Because now it's not Nick Saban. It's the brand of Alabama. Alabama would then become the greatest football program of all time because you can lose the greatest coach, another coach can come in, boom, he's immediately winning again. So, therefore, that would relegate and degrade a little bit what <laughs> Nick Saban has done up to that point. Because then it's like, oh, maybe it wasn't Saban. Anyone can just put on Crimson and find success, right? Would that be the narrative if DeBoer wins? Or is now all of a sudden, oh, man, we got the second goat. No, you have. No, because you had that same conversation. No one thinks Paul, uh, any less of Paul Bear Bryant because of what Nick Saban did. They may not think he's the greatest of all time, but they but still hold him as one of the elite He came, coach. what, decades later. He didn't come in two weeks later. Okay. It's easier to compare. And there'll be a follow-up at 3 o'clock today, right, uh, on the final drive? Maybe. Might want to mix up the storylines for today's show. <laughs> All right, that does it for another edition of the opening kickoff. For Michael Bronner back at the studios, nice job. We appreciate it. For Lee Shervanian and whoever this clown is, I'm Mark Heim. That does it. The opening kickoff will be back tomorrow at 6. Until then, see ya.